Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by A1. Trace Fenicaro. And Pablo Escobra. That's a one, Gunnar Kennedy. And we also have a very special guest today. Uh, one, Mr. Mike Walker. Mike, how you doing? Good, good. Glad to glad to be here. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, Mike is actually a retro game enthusiast, yeah, video game enthusiast in general, and a uh, relatively good guy, and I believe he's a lover of cats. And if he's not, well, fuck him. So, <laughs> <laughs> Love so, me some sweet, sweet cat pussy. There I you mean, go. Uh, wait, yeah, I should have <laughs> mixed those two together. So speaking <laughs> of controversial statements that can be made. You're welcome. Um... This past week, uh, Dumbledore deserved it. Qui Gon Jinn, aka Liam Nielsen, who Qui Gon Jinn? That's who Liam Nielsen played in the uh, Attack of the Clones, uh, the Star so, Wars. Yeah, movies. there's there's three mo- there's three movies that Liam Nielsen p- played a character. Schindler's List, mm-hmm. Star Wars. He was in Schindler's List. Yes, he was Oscar Schindler. Oh, and uh, I, the dude in Rob Roy, and then every other film, he has just been Le- Liam Neeson starring as Liam Neeson. Yeah, and Taken essentially. Taken's like another one he's really like kind of famous for. Okay. Revenge flicks. He's been in a lot of like a re- revenge based flicks, kind of like uh, <clears throat> I was a crazy fucker. Australian, born in Kingston, New York. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, but he's not like Mel Gibson. He's not that crazy. Although I, Mel Gibson's kind of redeemed himself lately. Anyways. Not to get way off topic, <clears throat> Liam Neeson went on to the, I believe, the Today Show, and they asked him, hey, <clears throat> you've been on a lot of revenge-style movies, and this latest movie that's coming out now is a revenge flick. Uh, his son gets killed or overdoses or whatever, and he's going to go and, 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 and seeks revenge, which is kind of like his MO for a lot of his films. They were like, how do you, you're so good at it, it seems like it's so natural to you. Like, where do you come up with this, like, this, you know, this, this rage and this, like, this determination and motivation? And he told a story um, that he, a personal story that he kind of, he pulls a lot of his, his, a lot of his, his material from 40 plus years ago when he was living in Northern Ireland, a very close uh, female friend of his was apparently brutally raped um, by apparently a uh, a black guy and they never caught him it was unsolved <clears throat> she was all fucked up obviously traumatized never be the same and he was <clears throat> excuse me left with this anger and you know they asked he started talking more about it about how he essentially then that essentially he would put a i think it was called a kosh you know in his jacket pocket what's a kosh <clears throat> it's like a bludgeoning weapon like oh. a blackjack or like a nightstick or something like that. Something. Yeah. Or, you know, like, or a jimmy. Like, you know, you put mm-hmm. like a cue ball in like a tube sock and, you know, f- could fuck somebody up pretty bad Hot with nickels. it. And he would walk up and down the street in neighborhoods where, you know, that were uh, predominantly, I wouldn't say predominantly, but he knew he would find black people waiting essentially, walking up and down the street. Hope, hoping that a, and he put in air quotes, and I'll put it in air quotes as well, a black bastard would walk out of the pub and start some shit with him so he could beat them to death, right? <clears throat> so this was like really kind of fucked up, but he he, he went on, because you hear that and you're like, racist piece of shit, what the fuck is that? And he said, you know, he did that for about a week till he finally kind of realized, what the fuck am I doing? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, this is not the, not, this is not right. 
you know, he was he's a, he's still ashamed. He's ashamed of what he did. He went and sought help, and he said you know he was just really hurt. Um, and he understands that he was wrong. That's not the way to feel. But at the time, what was conveyed to him? Because you remember, this is Northern Ireland, which isn't Ireland in general isn't the most uh, PC kind of culture. Like they're you know, and I'm not shitting in Ireland as at all. It's just hey, we're not the most PC culture here. Although we just pretend to be in America. Go down south, down to like you know Mississippi. Tell me how awesome it is to be a black person there. But it's great as long as you stay by yourself, right? Exactly. Like as long as you don't tread on the wrong thing. Or Arkansas is another good. Which means example. it's not great, right? It sucks. So he was trying to. He got jammed up, right? Like because it, it just kind of looked bad. People were shocked that um, Liam Neeson. Everyone thinks of him this is great guy. Anyone that ever talks about him, he, oh, he's a really nice guy. He's a really great guy. And he, you know, was candid and admitted about how he felt. And he, you know, he admits it was a shitty way to be. But he kind of admitted it. But, dude, no one wanted to hear that shit. No yeah. one wanted to hear anything after. He essentially said black bastard. And he has been kind of shit on and been, like, been essentially gone after by a lot of people. Mainly from the left, it looks like. But... I'm sure there are some detractors from the right as well. And uh, it's kind of just... Uh, it's it's this outrage culture that seems to be kind of popping up more and more and more. Like, people are saying, like, he should never work again. You should boycott stuff. There have been black actors that have kind of come to his aid or at least just talked about it in not a very um, negatively charged way. And they are getting shit on as well. Like, uh, hmm. uh I forget the guy that's been on The Expendables, and he was in White Chicks as well. Um, I'm forgetting his name now. Jacked guy, huge jacked guy. Terry Crews? Terry Crews came out and said, you know, this is kind of what happened. Um, But it seems that, like, you know, he wasn't defending him by any means. But he was just like, you know, I I kind of understand. At least he kind of came out and said it, right? He brought it to light how... Dude, people shit on Terry Crews, and he had to essentially like he hasn't backed off everything, but but his stance like changed a little bit and was like, I'm not defending him. Like I never defended the guy. I'm just saying how it looks. Like now, what if what if the what if the man that raped his friend wore a black hat, and he said the exact same phrase, right? And he said black hatted bastard. Like I think that people often get the word that comes after the race. And they think that that is calling the race that name, right? I don't, he didn't think that everybody with a black hat was a bastard, but he would have interrogated everybody with a black hat as if they were the criminal. And the problem, yes, he was profiling by race, but that's all he had to work on at the time. I don't, I'm not saying that it's a good phrase to shout in public. It's, it's probably, um, it's probably a, one of the worst phrases you can shout in public, but how else do you identify, right? I mean, there's certain traits and there's got to be a point where you can identify somebody like he's a redheaded bastard. You're not saying that all redheaded people are bastards. You're trying to find somebody that's a redhead and you, in a crowd, you have, you, you know that it's the redhead. And when, like you, like he admits to the rage, which means that his reasoning was off. Right, of course, your reasoning is off because just just because you know that they had red hair 
doesn't really give you permission to interrogate all of the innocent people that didn't do it, right? But, I mean, it's part of the investigative process. If you're a police officer, you just don't shout that. So you got... You know, you, you more politically correct way of calling them all black bastards. You got a few things you got to take this in context with as well, though. Which and you can not whisper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so um, England and Ireland is kind of historically super. They are. I mean, they do have. A, they've, they've, they have had uh, some pretty bad spots as far as not being it's, the most busy places. It's, you know, it's an. In, it's kind of an. In, you know, the whole island thing being insular. But, um, you know, and that that's part, I mean, like, they're, they're, so this comes, this comes at, like, the kind of this critical subconscious point, and you have the British government basically going full on, you know, like, nobody, no, you know, like, no, nobody's, like, getting put into facilities, but they're just arbitrarily revoking the citizenship of, of British citizens because they weren't born in the right place or they're not the right color. You know, never mind like that whole like booting people from the EU. Like there is, the UK is kind of you know like the UK like you know you think about it as Britain, but I mean like it was a bunch of colonial possessions not that long ago, and you have all of these people who were born in like Caribbean or African territories that came to the UK during the fifties, basically after they they were trying to get the population bumped up after the war, and the whole the uk government has officially started trying to deport them on mass because they said that they just decided what well, you know because they they didn't they don't agree with what the previous you know 60 years of government <laughs> have done as far as the paperwork and when you ask them they kind of get you know that that, that hump like well you know reasons and, and you're, stuff. you're talking about u.s and mexico right now right i'm talking about the united <laughs> well yeah the u.s and mexico Do you guys remember the crying game did you guys the, yeah, I mean, like, so I, in the I crying could game, never forget that movie. Yeah, I don't think you could ever forget it. In the crying game, um, Forrest Whitaker's character says, "In England, they'll call you an N bomb behind your back. In Ireland, they at least call it to your face." Like, and he's like, "That's where it's that's that's where it's different." So you're not going to put a line in that movie unless there's some truth behind it, right? The, so that it resonates a bit. Because yeah, and it's it's a it's a class thing too, but it, 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 it's. They've, you know, they've been around longer, so they're much better. At, they're much better at segregating. They're they're much better at segregating people into other than we are. Um, Liam Neeson is effectively, you know, and Liam Neeson for the most part is kind of like a surrogate for old white dude. On film, you know, like he's kind of like he's kind of like yeah. the, he's he's the guy you want, you know, like he's 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 a, he's a he has unfortunately become characterized with characters that you would aspire, you like, you know, for yeah. the most part, like, um, you know, like because that was what that was the thing that freaking um who was the who was the kid who went insane who was in Transformers? Oh, um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Like one of the things that they talk about was that the reason that he had such a he had such a, like a big career there was that effectively he was kind of he was the he was the archetype that a lot of the people who did production work in Hollywood like pictured themselves as when they were younger. So they kind of just like you know they 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 lean towards him for these projects. You know, besides he was Spielberg, you know, he was kind of Spielberg's project. But do you he, think his his career's over, or do you think the 
Shyat, well, he the thing is, he kind of quote unquote went off the deep end and started doing more art house projects and, and like projects that he was passionate he's about. Got, he's got fuck. He's got fuck you money if he's not, yeah. if he's not wasting he's stuff. Disney so he money, can he dude. can he can he can do he can do like fun stuff. now. I would say he's comparable to like Macaulay Culkin. Like Macaulay Culkin had made so much fucking money with the home loan stuff that I don't know if the money's similar, but I, I see a similarity as far as <clears throat> receded from. Kind of the, well, the, the the limelight a little bit, but still kind of. Macaulay's Macaulay's had a rough go of it. Yeah, um, she she kind of like crashed out from just pr- like pressure to perform. But like he he can he can do. He can do like. He can do the kind of you know, like I I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls a Brando, at some point you know just like kind of come comes back and starts doing like like. W- w- Holy shit! You know, uh, we we still need Michael Jackson and Liz Taylor, but because you heard that story, right? Where they like when they nine eleven, Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, and Marlon Brando all piled into it, uh, nineteen ninety something Buick Lesabre, and went on a road trip across America to 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 avoid the calamity in New York City. <laughs> and this is a, actually that is the perfect film for him. That is the film that he that he needs to make. <laughs> um. But I, I wanna I wanted to, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about like this outrage culture. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um so obviously I think we all have our opinions on it. Um Mike, do you wanna weigh in? Well, I mean I, I thank you. Um I was trying <laughs> to find a place to, to You just punch you just punch speak. people. Oh, okay. Well I mean if nobody's being allowed to grow anymore. You're you're not allowed to have a past that isn't perfect you're 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 held to today's standard for your entire life nobody's allowed to be an immature kid who doesn't know anything I mean, you, you really don't know anything about life until you're in your mid-20s well they say the later. brain isn't fully developed through 25 really, really like 40s now well yeah yeah and 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 really um, but yeah it's like the scarlet letter we're going but we're going back and putting the scarlet letter on people for their for their mistakes that they made even when they, sometimes a lot of the time they admit that they're mistakes well, I think like if you look at it, can you blame any anybody younger than thirty, maybe maybe thirty, maybe twenty eight? Can you blame anybody for feeling that way? Because essentially, their entire lives have been posted permanently on social media. Like if they've made any stupid mistakes or whatever, it's it's they. There's no right. like. What you're saying is, can you blame? Can you blame the out? The, the the reaction and the the outrage culture is that what you're saying? That's kind. Of, I, I want to yeah. say that it's mostly like a younger, yeah, kind of viewpoint. It's mostly kind of a, a younger people. There are some um, people that like are maybe extremist left that are kind of wackadoos that would that would just want to be outraged about anything. But they're extremists and they're like way 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 on the left. Which I'm not saying left or right is wrong or right by any means. Growing I, up, I remember it being very. If somebody admitted to you. That they were raised racist, and that they've changed, it was actually respected, right? Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, well, his well, father would Yeah, like his father wouldn't let him bring black girls over to the house, and you're like, okay, well, that's why he behaves the way that he is. And then once they actually mature and change, it was actually perceived as as a good quality. You didn't take the bad, right? You didn't take you didn't take what they had been programmed and use that against them for the rest of their lives. And that to me is what I think is interesting because right now people think, 
How could you ever have thought that way? As a human, as a decent human being, how could you ever have thought that another human being was lesser than you? Because they weren't necessarily raised that way. We, we, you know, and I say we as in right. know, mid to late mid to late thirties folks. We were raised one way. We're trying to raise our kids another way because we have to prepare them for a different standard of living. We didn't grow up online. Mm-hmm. You know, we we only sort of hit it in our late teens, maybe you know, probably early to mid twenties. Um, and out of me, it was the ninety six. So I was you know, fifteen sixteen. So. For me to raise my child in this day and age, I've got to raise him to a different standard so to avoid all this stuff. And unfortunately, I think that's a cascading you, effect. So I mean, there's there's just some degree I want to I want to you know instill in the same values that I did that I had, which wasn't racist, wasn't any of that. I picked up on what was around me, do you and what was around be, me was different. Do you allow them to use like any kind of media of the social variety? Nope, he is no, not good, on good, he good. is on Facebook Messenger for kids, and he's only allowed to message. <laughs> Uh, his great aunt, his grandmother, and his aunts. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so he doesn't use it then. I have basically. <laughs> no, no, he likes them. I he know. only eats, so he, he likes them. Um, still, it, it, he. You got to set up mastodon for he him. He doesn't. Yeah. You know. No, 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 no. Um, but Man, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Mastodon, he's not you? online. Like he's just understanding online gaming now. So he's just getting into playing things like Minecraft on you know on there and. So I don't want him to hear the things that I'm hearing Ken tell me his daughter's hearing from her friends on Xbox Live, even though they're simple things. Yeah, we jumped on. I jumped on Xbox or not Xbox uh, Minecraft um, online. I'd never tried it before. It's a strange experience because there's no Bizarre. way to find the servers. You have to like use a website and then paste the URL into the program, and uh, there's no paste. <laughs> there's no paste, so you have to know the shortcuts. And we did it. We got onto a, a, a Minecraft server. And it was like penis, like immediately scrolling on the chat. Oh, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, you know, the F word, just all of this trash is just scrolling on the chat. And the chat on Minecraft is like, uh, these servers, it's like a constant feed. It's not like once in a while. It takes up like a quarter of the screen. Oh, it's huge. It's multicolor. It's even worse on, uh, I don't know about the PC, but on the Xbox, it's it's still... So I've got a you know forty eight inch TV. Mm-hmm. Literally, almost half of that is chat. Yeah, I had to go into the settings the and make it like three lines because it, yeah. I couldn't see what I was doing. Yeah. I had to tell him to mute it. I was like, yeah. just, just go in and mute it because I don't want you paying attention. These people weren't saying anything on this particular one, but the Xbox, I think Xbox Live sort of filters them, and some because they present you with a list of like I think five or six. Sure. That you can go go to, and he goes to those, but he knows to turn the chat off now. Because mm-hmm. I told him I don't want you reading any of this stuff, mm-hmm. just in case. See, with 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 my son, um, I'm actually, I, I I have a slightly different approach. It's out there, and he's going to be exposed to it on the bus. He's going to be exposed to it. Um, his friends are going to talk to him about it. YouTube, he's going to see people talk about it. So what I do is I try to because if he's this type of person, I I just observe him when he sees these things. And I want to see how he reacts to them. If somebody comes in and uses the word penis and he says, Dad, I want to type back. Okay, well, maybe chat needs to be turned off. Mm. Right? But if if a swear word goes across there and he just looks at me like these people are immature, I'm like, that's my kid. This is my kid. He can game with these people. He And, and he can... You know, they can take him seriously and he can take them seriously in the game, but it doesn't mean that he needs to repeat what they say. So I'm like, I take that a, a little bit differently. And 
but I, he also hasn't had a high exposure, and it's only the typing. On Minecraft, it was only the typing. If they were using the, the headsets, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with yeah, it. You yeah, can't, you can't you filter it. the headsets, and there's, filter it there's a forced... Um, interaction at that point there is yeah, yeah. And, and it becomes you start to talk like your peers like in that case your your gaming friends become your peers and i don't want him at he's he'll be nine in june i don't want him at, in, in nine starting to develop language that's based on video gamer language no, no i have i have some trouble with that and the people that he watches on youtube are generally uh family safe gamers like some of them say what like what the flip or something like that they they have their own way of censoring themselves swear um that's I'd say the worst he's watched is PewDiePie, and I've watched PewDiePie. He's actually not that bad. No, most of his stuff isn't. There's obviously some PewDiePie controversy, and that's significantly different than the Liam Neeson thing. Um, you know, where, yeah, no, we kind of drifted off topic. There. Yeah, no, but it's about raising, right? Well, Being raised as a child. Well, it's kind of like it's almost like there's this. We want our generation is raising children now, and we are our generation. I remember distinctly. Like essentially, just almost. It was the first PC movement, and it was like deny, deny, deny. Like mm -hmm. it was like don't even admit there's any racism. Like it impounded into your head. Like there are no differences. There are no differences. There are no differences. Because I remember, like you know, it, it obviously racism is a terrible thing. But like our generation was, I'm friends with a black person. So the, yeah, so the, that yeah. was our generation. I'm friends right. with someone who happens to be black. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. definitely yeah. Thing, something that came from our generation. Like, well, my friends are black. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't be racist, in Austria, which is obviously uh, way uh, fucking Austrian wrong. It's not the case. Um, but I think like it's interesting to see how this generation is coming up, where it's kind of like it's like it's if it's not ignored right because you can't it's like you could never ever be because if you ever were it means you are that's who you are period that's what makes makes uh makes up a part of you and i don't know if if i kind of feel like that's Liam neeson just made a misstep he was brutally honest about how he felt or whatever even even after admitting he was wrong and that that's not the way to be. That's not the way to go. Sure, his agent thinks he made a misstep. Yeah, right. Like I don't necessarily think. I think he's. I mean, being pretty candid and pretty. It was pretty ballsy for him to fucking go out and say that. But a lot of people, I think, took some clips from it, and that's it. And that was probably the most. That was the lightning rod. What he had actually said. So, is there a bunch of black bastard memes out there now? Not yet. I haven't seen any. Um, just it's, like soon. It's yeah. It's still in a serious kind of sure. kind of phase. It's not. People are sure. still pretty pissed off. And anybody coming to uh, anyone coming to um, Gunner, do you have something to say? No, I'm sorry. I'm just making random. Well, no, I'm good. I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk over you. I was just no, too, go for I, it. I was, I was, no, I, I, I want to hear I, your opinion. I was quoting bits, but it, 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 it's because of how conversations are conducted now there's no discussion it's just an excuse to get angry it's like all those fuck you know it's like you know i mean like i don't i don't, I don't know i don't this is the flips this is the flip side i mean like are you familiar with the whole incel thing because now there's fucking they come over involuntary yes celibacy. yes yes oh god yeah yeah i what? am Okay, this is yeah, Gunner, touch on this because this is kind of this is a pretty current. It's been around for a little while, but like, there's so, this whole like culture of in, involuntary celibate guys, which means essentially is like 
guys that can't get laid, guys that can't get girlfriends, guys that, you know. So, so you know, much like much like England has had so much time to 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 work on structural displacement of many hundreds of thousands of groups of people. Um, you know, and uh, we were kind of, you know, we were kind of, you know, like there's, there's, there's kind of this 20th century nihilism, but it's also that, um, Russia effectively, effectively weaponized their whole ability for life is meaningless and it's worth nothing. Um, so there is a whole community of individuals who have aggregated together who are basically guys who, uh, ascribe to this idea that, um, the, you know, like the, the, they get into this whole thing, like sexual market value and politics, and it, where, where, where it is is it, it's a whole belief system and culture based around the reason why they will never, they will never have romantic relations or sex mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So and then the it's just a bunch of very angry, very angry people dedicated to the rationalization and structuralization of being that angry. Incel kind of take the took the forefront with Elliot Roger who mm-hmm. made all these incel videos about how you know, I work I'm at college and I, I I work out and take care of myself and I still can't talk to girls. They don't want to talk to me. They want to talk to assholes. And he made all these videos. He eventually uh, went up and shot like he killed six people. Yeah. Um, in, in stabbing, so and he was like borderline genius, in and then turned into a mass murderer. He wasn't a genius by any means. He was a misogynistic asshole that played played the victim of why girls wouldn't talk to him. But the fact is, what when you unraveled it just a little bit, it's like you don't actually like these girls. You want to treat them as fucking they owe you property, like they owe you something, and and not you, as people. You, 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 it's a trans. Yes, it's a yeah. Trans, and it's like it's these girls can smell it on you, fucking creep scumbag. It's not that you exist that are male does not automatically mean you should be open for business. No, I did, I did, I did, I did all of the things. Why did you not? Why did you not? I, I paid, I paid for this. Why did are you s- not giving me the thing that I paid for? Did he for? start this movement? He did not start this movement, but he brought it to the forefront. And some of these fucking weirdo people. That are that consider themselves incel viewed him as like a hero. Mm-hmm. Like he he killed he shot and stabbed six people mm-hmm. in like the shooting spree in California at, at college, and he like some of these incels were like, you know that's that's what happens that's what you've done to us like we're these nice guys and we're getting trounced off by these alpha males. I mean, it's, if they get fucked once, do they all of a sudden not become incels? I, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't like, can really we, know. Can we destroy the entire no, because incel will, subculture? No, no because by you know just, that's not the, it's, like, it's, it's, it's not not the that. problem. No, because so this goes back. So you know, like we're, you're talking about outrage culture. It's just rage culture. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just it's like you look at how these dis- these 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 communications go back and forth. This isn't a discussion. Yeah, but this is a bunch of people getting together deciding that they're going to be angry about something. Yeah, and but that's that I'd say that's outrage and not rage. And unless they're going to these extreme measures, it's it, it, paint me a picture where these aren't a bunch of guys sitting in the corner during a school dance crying because a girl won't ask them to dance. No, honestly, dude, that's essentially what it's become, but the problem is is that they refuse to see the fundamental flaw in how they view relationships in general, but specifically the ones with the opposite sex. Well, and it's it's 
Is is that it? Or let's be fair, whatever sex they like. Well, no, so, so well, no, yeah, yeah, that's no, true. Majority, so, majority no, of insults. But is that are, it? Yeah, How no. do we know that these aren't like that? Half of these aren't just regular everyday guys that that do actually try really hard to to be a part of society. That just feel like there is this type of uh, this this um, male stereotype that's being pushed upon them by culture because they aren't wrong, right? They aren't wrong in a lot of ways. It's like if you go on YouTube right now, the videos that are getting all of the clicks and all of the likes, they aren't the people sitting down talking about math and science, right? They're people doing crazy, crazy, stupid things. They're guys that pretend like they don't care. And that's always been like perceived as an attractable quality. It just is. Yeah, but that's throughout history. Women are attracted to that. So it is, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is he, you know, you talk about it being rage and people being outraged. I wonder this, if this guy, this guy that, 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 that murdered six people is an example of that, or if he is really the exception. And that's what I don't know. Like when you said, when you said involuntary celibate men, to me, I don't think of people that murder. No, no, no. I think of guys that go to a library and sit down with books and complain about how they still can't get a phone number when they go to a bar. So, so you have okay. There's a few things at work there, which is that one. For most of human history, that has been true. However, now we have deployed. Ubiquitous, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five day years communication, and news media that effectively like propagandizes. You can self propagandize. You know, like you you have a community. Like you know, as soon as soon as as soon as you find one person that kind of has a similar experience, you find a whole bunch of people that have a bunch of similar experiences, and it's very quick. To have, like, I don't know, almost like group psychosis set in. Well, the thing is, is like where where you just like you 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 have, and but that's any group. Yes, but the but the thing is is that that's that's everyone at all times. But there's a critical. That's your critical numbers. No, no, there's a a critical. There's a critical. There's a critical. Like it's kind of like how you can only remember twenty five people's names, or you like you know twenty five people's phone. You know, like the phone number thing. If you reach a critical mass of people that agree with stupid shit, but and you deal with them on a regular basis, you'll st- you, you more but, often than not will start like going. But what's into unique it. about that with insult? I mean, that's the job that you work for. That's the people that are neighbors. I was now this this completely breaks my brain. But I was talking to uh, a good friend of mine, and she was explaining about how in her neighborhood the kids aren't allowed to ride the school bus. The parents have to drop the kids off at school. Well, you don't want to ride on the same bus as those dirty public people. Right. I I can't even comprehend this logic that every single home in the community just happens to have one one parent or, 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 or somebody, a nanny, that can take a kid drop them off at school, and then pick them back well, up. Well, this is, this is segregation. That's exactly what it is. It's a self-segregation. It's, this, it's people that, that are above a certain income can live in an isolated area where only their types of people can be there. But this is my kind of argument with the Internet. The problem with incels, because the fact is everyone has at least one or two of those in a 
typically male group, mm-hmm. you've got the one or two incels, the the guy that maybe has trouble with with women and doesn't really know how to do it. But what what happens typically is, it's not a fucking echo chamber. It's kind of like, dude, you get some advice from people, you observe the social the social bubble that you're in and then you conform and re- and adjust some of your behavior to eventually move past that you and have then a maybe job. You meet do you somebody have, do you, and do you have a job do you do you do you right but, do you, do but you on the like, internet do you, do you if you all you're doing is hanging out with people on the internet and, and and that's that's your fucking echo chamber and they're all echoing the same thing there's no possible chance for growth i got a proposal what if all the incels start fucking each other? Done. Well, that's that's Done. with with the well, see, no. So the whole group falls apart. Oh my gosh. Well, no. So we're, we're are there, there females allowed in the incel? No, no, no. Only because the other the other the other no, no. So because yeah. they they hold the thing we covet. Well, <laughs> actually, there's there's a whole there's a whole like there's a, a lady counterpart too. Although yeah, but we're. Okay. No, 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 no. There, it's, 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 you it's, hook it's, those it's two not, up, then. Okay. It's not. No, it's not. The, it's not the. It's not the same thing. Okay. But, um, where where this goes is that it's also timed at a point where um, Russia got really pissed <laughs> that the West kind of fucked them over during during the nineties, and. The thing was, is that, yeah, you know, communism's all fucked up, but, you know, like, there was a bunch of really smart guys that worked in their, you know, there was a bunch of smart people that worked in their, like, that worked in their, the university and, and thing. And, um, you kind of reached this critical storm of, you had, you had the, the head of the, the Russian mafia slash government is also an ex-intelligence, like, an ex-intelligence service operative. So he kind of thinks of things in a certain way, and there's a whole bunch of papers that came out during the early, you know, like the early, the late '90s, early 2000s, and effectively it discusses about the weaponizing, the weaponizing of these groups to to to, to, distri- to destabilize the West. Okay, I see why you guys hate these guys so much. So and, yeah, it's like it's white the su- fedoras, really. Well, yes. Well, the, the, prob- <laughs> well, the problem is, is that white supremacist, mass the, murders. the white supremacist community has been recruiting hev- super heavily that's, into, that's, into it. Yeah, too. I don't know how accurate Wikipedia is, but it does say exact. It says resentment, uh, misanthropy, self pity, self loathing, uh, misogyny, racism, um, but, and but a self a sense of entitlement to sex and the endorsement of violence against sexually active people, which is strange because. I don't understand where they're saying, hey, I want to rape in, in the well, laws. No, this is what happens when you get a bunch of these people together and they're the only people that they really, truly open up to and communicate with because it's all this dejection and it's, self-fucking right, hatred. So they take the one little piece, the one little piece that they happen to agree with from their own psychology, and then it just snowballs out of control because they that's what they can identify well, with. That's it, who they can talk to. Now they have a friend. Now they have friends versus... Just coming out of your, you know, and these yes, friendships are to come out of your shell. These but. friendships are based on that shit. It's not that the friendship is based on like you actually know this person, you talk to this person on a regular it's, basis. It's, 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 it's like not, no, it's we not. we became friends because we are sexually frustrated. We are not, and it's not just sexually frustrated. You're frustrated with your status in life. And, and you, that's no place to base a friendship from. No, absolutely not. It's a pretty shitty foundation, how, how, if you ask how, me. Yeah, we're both unhappy together. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it, it says they're they're mar- they're largely heterosexual, and I'm thinking 
you guys should just have sex with each other. Or or we just we just print robots. On fix the, ass. fix the problem. Adrian Bar- Adrian Barbobots. Even the fucking robots reject them though. <laughs> that yes, would be, dude, that it's would like, be funny. We have achieved. It's a learning the learning CPU. It has come to awareness. We yeah. Don't, like the real the real uh, doll company uh, sends them all the defects the so they the fall apart. Yes. Yeah. Becomes one of them. Well no, the no the ter- the terminator's <laughs> like don't call me, I'll call you. Yeah, it's 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 they they're definitely it's a scary thing because it's it just seems that the internet for the more and more we connect the further and further people segregate themselves into echo chambers where they only hear what they want to hear. But my point is that we're doing it anyway. That's just a strange... I, I, don't, I don't even understand the incels. It doesn't even make sense in my brain. But like like I was saying, like, well, like you, well, live in a, you live in a community... You live in a community. You have the same strange culture that just it's you just usually harmless. That's the difference, right? It's usually harmless, fairly because harmless. It's, it's still a problem when when you have five hundred homes in a community and they organized. all need to drive their 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 kids to school because the schools were never designed to facilitate that amount of automobiles. But it's 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 a the severity of it is less. Right, the severity of it is less. You don't, you don't necessarily think that they're making like terrible life decisions. No, but if it's you just think a about strange it, strange problem. Yeah, but it's like look, kick the can down the road. Like that's all those kids know, and yeah. eventually they're going to ask why, and they're yeah. going to find out why. Yeah, someone's eventually going to have to tell them the answer, and the answer isn't going to be as simple as, "Well, we just want to drive you to school." It's like, "Well, no, we don't want you riding." A yeah. public bus. We don't right. want and you riding with us. And then those kids are going to, some of them are just, I don't aren't going to They're just going to accept it I don't and want go with it, and that's the way they're going to be. You're not allowed to ride with that kids. black bastard. I mean. Oh, I went there. Yeah, but like, that's a, I mean, you're, you're, it's definitely not, not the case, but it is kind of fucking true. And maybe not based on race, but definitely based on um, economical status at the very least. Yeah. I don't and, want you riding the bus with those poor people. Yeah, because they, you know, they, and that's that, and that in itself will manifest or potentially can manifest. You can't tell the future, but that can potentially manifest in some kind of fucked up shit. You You are seeing like a resurgence, dude. When we were younger, though, there wasn't a fucking like there wasn't. There were the skinheads. You knew about skinheads. There were none really around our community. Or you had like the fucking hillbillies that were super racist and shit too, like the fucking Confederate flag. Which, by the way, if you're raising a Confederate flag in New York, you're a fucking moron. But anyway, sorry, that's my opinion, and it's correct. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like there wrong. weren't these like centers of like white supremacists that actually got traction and actually got people like around them. And maybe they were happening in the South, but up here. You didn't really see it, and you're seeing these things pop up online. And I don't—not all incels are white supremacists, but there seems to be a trend where they get into this incel community, and then they start—they start to get attracted by these white supremacist communities because these white supremacist communities are basing their their ideology on the same thing, which is like, it's not your fault that you don't have what you want, and if we band together, maybe we can, maybe we can, you know, if you if you adopt this ideology, maybe we can make a difference. 
even though it's not our fault, maybe we can do something about it. Yeah, the internet definitely brings these morons together. I mean, that's true. But it also brings together a lot of other strange types of morons. Again, it's just not as impactful. You know, there's but they're um, useful. But they're useful idiots. One thing they, I didn't they realize keep, they, keep, they keep they keep the classes from aligning and overthrowing the the, the owners of the of this of this country. One thing that I never realized, and we might have talked about it before, is there's a a fairly large subculture of people that like to look at humans drawn with fur on their body. Furries? Gunner knows. Yeah. It, I, I don't really... Un, there's a couple of things with this. Number one is, how is this recent? Oh, it's not. Right, it's not. Of course, it's not. But how is this recent? How, how come this never happened before? But it's because, it's like you said, Wade, now they have like this channel and they're not if you walk into if you just walk into a Barnes and Nobles and you say hey I would like to see some um, I would like to see some books that have drawings of furry people the, the Barnes and Noble staff would be joking about you for for the rest of their career at Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. they're like oh hey it's Mr. Furry and I mean you imagine how the conversation unravels like well what do you mean furry people well you know like like a human but with a cat face and with fur all over their body. Okay, um, I've, I've never heard of this. Are they usually clothed? Well, preferably not. Wait, so you want pictures of naked people with fur all over their body? Whoa. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't happen, right? But but, ha- but on the internet, this, this subculture explodes and there's so many people that are into it. And I mean, at the point where if I'm on a chat server, somebody mentions furry, they just say the word. And this like breakout conversation, and I mean like one in a hundred people that enter these servers are interested in this shit. It's way, way, way well, more, you know, because the, the, the ever would have expected. The other thing is, is that it, it's kind of funny how you get the alliances because the bronies get shit talk, get, get shit, yeah. shit talk on. By. Right, right, right. The bronies are talked down to, but they're kind of in the same exact culture. Well, you would never... But, right? I mean, isn't it a similar thing? Well, I, uh, I, I want to I add... Because, you yeah, know, but they're we, into we, actual ponies. Bronies <laughs> are all about ponies. Well, no, they're... But, but, Mildly anthropomorphized, so, but... Well, no, no. So, and I, so this, this, is, this, is, this is super relevant to the previous, the previous time because there has been a big push for white supremacist movements... To recruit out of these communities because you mm-hmm. have the people who are like the fucking socially awkward ones. Well, yeah, it's just because they're, it's they're, they're vulnerable, more right? Yes. Yeah, well, no, but but, but that, that hasn't, like that hasn't changed. Like that, that's that. That was the skinhead's mo. Was like, oh, what's the matter? You're the nerdy white. You're the skinny nerdy white kid well, that gets picked on all the time. You can't find a girlfriend. Like, just, well, because well, no, because the, but you know, and not not Same that I'm not that I'm advocating punching punching every nazi in the face but it's I the mean, same that's the same vulnerability bad. that you that, that you're marketing to if you're recruiting people for the military or if you're recruiting people for a church you want somebody who who doesn't feel like they fit in you want to tell them hey you not only do fit in we have tons of people just like you you have a purpose come join us and as part of a as, as part of a clan you want to be part of some type of community or clan you want to be accepted. You want to have friends. Don't use the word clan, please. Yes. <laughs> Tribe is fine, but not clan. Tribes even. Talk. So I just, I just, so again, I'm just trying I to transition into video games. I, I I'm doing I it very badly. Oh, I, not I, well, no, so, so I, I got a, I got a better one. I got a better one. So, did any of you guys play any role playing games at all 
aside from like Dungeons Dragons. I know Trace was not a, an RPG guy. No, although some people think, some people think that I'm just. No, hang out with D and D guys, but I don't. I well, I mean, but, but I mean, like, oh, I'm you, sorry. You, I hang out with D and D guys. Some people think that I play it though, and yeah, I've never and actually like, no. played. I never really had. So, any interest. did you ever do anything like Shadowrun or anything? I like played that? Shadowrun. No, I mean, I played like Final Fantasy games, right. video games, that kind of so, thing, but never. I just uh, so I really well, not never. Do you realize that we are in the Blade Runner future, where a billionaire? <laughs> A billionaire had to hire his own cybersecurity ninjas to go back and fight again. So this is, so this is this is this National Enquirer Jeff Bezos thing that's going on. Which is so um, national the National Enquirer AMI supposedly attempted to uh, blackmail. Well, actually, no, allegedly uh, attempted to blackmail Jeff Bezos. With photos of him with his, uh, you know, his mistress. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that they're framing it too because you know, like the, the, nobody actually knows the details of what the heck went down with his divorce. Mm-hmm. But he's he's with another woman, and they attempted to blackmail him in response to s- dropping this story about the Saudi government murdering Jelid Kasogi. Because it turns out that AMI is up to their eyeballs in this uh, Israeli cyber intelligence firm and the Saudi government, uh, because there's there's a, there's a whole thing. Because basically, the Post has been the largest critic or one of the largest critics of Trump, just in general. Sure. Uh, Bezos owns the and the, the well and again because the Saudi government because the, you know and. I'm very confused by where you're going. So, where this what what this is is that somehow there's 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 this whole thing is like how did they get the photo? How did they get the text? Because they have messages from Jeff Bezos to his significant other, mm-hmm. and uh, what it's sounding like is that there's this piece of software that mm-hmm. the NSA had done called Pegasus, mm-hmm. which they sold to this, you know, they sold to a couple of allies, one of them being this, the Israeli. And there's this Israeli, like, private intelligence firm that Trump had hired during the campaign and afterwards to basically just do, like, rat-fucking on all of their people. But What's rat-fucking? Rat-fucking is, like, when you have that stuff like John McCain had the, bla- you know, basically it's you plant, you plant stories deliberately to force someone into a, a lower position. Like, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. So it's different the than the rat fucking that I'm personally familiar with. Yes, the, like actual, the, rats, bird, the actual rat Like John McCain's songbird, songbird shit or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, it's dir- dirty tricks. You know, Roger, Stone, Roger Stone's kind of infamous for it. But um, so where, where this is going is that we have a, cyber, we have a cyberpunk thing where the... You have a billionaire waging an electronic warfare campaign against effectively two nation states because he's he's going he's going he's he's if he goes with this he's going to go to town against not only Trump and Kushner and those guys but like the the Saudis themselves and. Like there's some there's some consternation whether it was the Saudi you know the Saudis that got pegged because what their thing is that they, they actually hacked his phones yeah so that they can go and grab right. this info for right, right, AMI right. Uh, right and if he if his security team can prove that then you have you have one of the richest 
men in the United States. The guy who's yes, is taking down the U.S. government. Yes, well, no, because on, yeah, his his even even on after civilian the, espionage, even after and like international. Yes, here's the pathetic espionage. thing. Here's the scary and sad thing. Let's say he proves it. No one's going to give a shit. Nothing's going to change. That's the scary thing. Well, no, well, but he, no, the, pro- but the, pro- he the problem enough is money that he has he, he to, had, to start a revolution. I mean, we're talking about. Even First of all, he could just start pushing videos to our to our devices. Amazon, no, like the National Enquirer is hosted on AWS. Like all of their shit goes through stuff right. he owns. Right, but I, I mean, I don't think he'd go as low no, as to change but, the content. But that is, it is, it is but, ironic. But yeah, but yeah, like we are, we are in the Decker, we are in the Channel Run future, where like basically, you know, you have you can't you can't. Get around. You talk about this gunner with like a romanticism almost. <laughs> Sometimes I think you want it to fucking all no, all be dystopian. Want, and the other well, thing, no, way is like, the, the, I, the I magic comes we, back, and the Indian, the Native Americans become uh, the dominant dominant race in America because they have they have access to the old power. I don't know how that would ever work. Um, <laughs> Obviously, someone never played Shadow. But I think what's interesting, Wade, is that most people listening and in, in, in we we. I'd say most people in, in the United States, they know that there is some shady shit going on politically under the covers. And we hope at the end of the day, it all balances itself out. We know that there's some um, some alliances that, be, that that get formed. There's some backstabbing that occurs. There's this, this, this political corruption, um, this corporate corruption that occurs. And I mean, the problem with this is, you say the Inquirer is publishing this information. No, they were they 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 were threatening. They were they were specifically threatening him with doing so, but because they have a, they have a dick pic of him. But the Inquirer is like the same one that like Bat Boy was on, right? I mean, yes. this is like a strange. Well, because the the Inquirer has changed over time from just that kind of stuff to being effectively a mechanism of just dirty tricks playing. You know, it, it, it's. You know, like you're well, probably right, but well, I feel like in your do, head, do, Gunner, do, do, every do, company is playing chess against each other. Oh no, no, and there's, they're there's, fucking evil. No, no, there, there's, there's no, there's no. Can you there's, tell us with certainty they're not? There's no plan. There's no plan. But I mean, like, do, 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 do you know? Like, this is like, are you familiar with the whole John Edwards thing, where they basically tanked him? Is a deliberate so uh, John Edwards had a like secret family mistress all that stuff mm-hmm. and you know like the, the Inquirer did the same thing to him at that time like, why yeah, is it, why do guys get so hung the fuck up aside from potentially a massive massive amount of lost finance personal finances lost in a divorce. Why is everyone fuck? Why do all these guys get hung up on the mistress thing? Like it's you're a super powerful dude. Does it shock anyone that you you are you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying it's right by any means. I'm not defending it, but it's like at this day and age, all that we know. Why are these guys? Why do these guys so desperately try to hide shit? It's not. It's, well, it's not. It's not the thing that they're trying to hide. It's an actual control thing. It's I, an egotist thing. Well, like, I, the, the fact that you. Well, I think there's there. It's twofold, right? Number one is when you're in a position of power, you have. A lot of temptations just in general and the the temptation to cheat you know I, I I would I would 
assume is being rationalized by most of these men in power. The temptation of cheat, it's like cheating on a diet. It's like, well, I'm going to do this once, but I'm not going to change my whole life for it. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to just, just start eating fast food every day. I'm not going to start, start drinking alcohol every day. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's more of, um, giving into the temptation. I think there's that, but the other half of it is is that I, I believe that our current culture is less uh, accepting of men that that do this, and and I think that it's actually good because it is a loyalty problem, and if you're not loyal to your best friend, then people start to grow concerned about how loyal you'll be to our nation. So. <sighs> I don't necessarily think that the Inquirer should be this political pivot point in our country. I think that's strange, but I do understand why it's such a big deal. It's a big deal for a lot of reasons, and I think it's because it's 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 a temptation that we all have to face, and it's not just men, right? Oh, no, no, no. It's not just men. Yeah. Women cheat a lot, too. Absolutely. I would but, imagine that the, that the numbers are probably similar. But the thing is, More is similar that, than you think. that the people in power, it's it, the numbers aren't similar. So it's right now it's an imbalance because there's more men in power. They're probably it sh- probably should be closer to fifty fifty. But there's a lot more men in power, and and those men um, also men are generally more attractive when they're in power. Well, yeah, it's a it's it's kind of hardwired. Right. It's resources available, like to, just to the biology of it. A female, you are responsible for pretty much everything. The guy does his, the male does his thing, and then you're fucking left with the consequences. The male is not. Like, hopefully, he chooses to be, and he shares the resources he has to help you raise that child. Because frankly, your child is the most most worthless fucking mammal ever born. It it can't do shit for like three or four years. And like even then, it's, like, it's questionable if it could defend itself in the wild. And even right? then, Virginia would let you abort it. <clears throat> I take it back. I take it all back. But, like, so when the essentially power is representative of resources, and if, the, if a male has, gosh, a ton of resources, of course it's going to be more attractive on a fucking primal level. It's, yeah. like, way easier to take care of this kid. I'll have... I'll have significantly more help. I'm not saying that's what it's what that's what it's about, but I'm saying at the core of it, that's what it's about. It's maybe not like in our high functioning, you know, frontal cortex stuff. It's it's that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? But deep down, you desire someone that is that you desire stability so that it's easier, you know, to potentially raise offspring. I'm not saying that you're looking to have kids with this person. What I'm saying is, deep down, you're a little bit more at ease because you know if it did happen you would probably be okay. And it's interesting too because if it backfires much more on some people than it does others. Um, I mean, we were old enough to remember when it happened to Bill Clinton. Sure. And nobody really wanted no nobody really wanted to see it on TV. They didn't really want to know what happened. They just they didn't even want him to be impeached even though he lied. He lied when he was questioned. He lied uh, under oath, and they're like, "Well, we should impeach him." And people are like, "No, we don't really want to." Yeah, but they lied him. about a personal matter. And right. to, to me, at least as a, as a teenager, I didn't give a shit. Well, I didn't. You know, he, but that deal, personal he got a, matter. He got a blowjob on the White House. I don't care if he cheated on his wife. And let but him the thing deal is, with that though, personal life. It, your day job the has nothing to if, do with it. Your day job in your office, you would have been fired for that. I think the weird part about about being president is you kind of live where you work. 
right? I mean, it kind of yeah. it kind of puts a White gray House area. Too. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want to go into your bedroom and you know spend some time on yourself looking at some some furries, that should be your own personal business. But at the same token, if somebody that works for you inside that office is 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 in there. Now you're saying, hey, what's happening? In our, what is our president doing? Like, like he, you're employed to keep the. But I think at that point in time, people people were like, well, you know what? Do what you got to do. Just keep peace with the other nations. You prevent us from prevent a world war. I don't care what you're doing in there. I don't care if you're mutilating little baby bunny rabbits with a knife. Yeah, I mean, you think about how much, how much, how much of that stuff goes on in any workplace. Period. Forgetting who, who, how important the person well, is. Well, I mean, we do, we do have the bunny murder room. It's, it's what power, it's what powers the AC. You know, they're, yeah. they're, souls they're, of the they're, rabbits. They're, they're, yeah. yes, they're tears. I, I think that the problem the is, is that <clears throat> people in power, people in higher up places, for several reasons. Um, one, we idolize these people. Two, there probably is a little bit of jealousy or a little bit of I wish I had that. We hold them to standards that are unrealistic. That it's just everyone has weaknesses and vices and things like that, and to say that what they what their failings and personal anybody that's in majority of people that are in those positions those high high positions with that much power are probably not normal people anyway and probably have some really fucking massive deficiencies in other areas because they ignored certain things I in mean, their life. Zucker, Zuckerberg cannot feast unless he. he I mean, it's the, a good the, example. The, the, like the, clearly, the, the, the life look, leaves the eye of the goats while he's while he's. But he's a terminator. <laughs> but I think like. So when you try to you you have a picture of this person in your head and what you know a normal person does and a normal person doesn't, well, what you consider normal, I guess you would assume that a normal person would be loyal to his to his partner, right? But the fact is, is that your normal and their normal are not even They're fucking not the close. Same. No, you know. No, I mean they're paid to lie. Yeah, we th- we we hire them to lie. They're politicians. They're hired to lie, and then when they lie to their to to the people closest to them, we're like, "How dare you? How dare you do the thing that we really kind of tacitly acknowledge that we we we, we hired you for?" Mm-hmm. Because, urgh. but yeah. Well, we have s- some interesting news about gaming. Yeah, do, do you guys want to talk? Let's jump into the Apex. The, yeah. Okay. So this is kind of interesting and crazy. Backstory: There is a video game studio called um, Re. Ah, son of a bitch. I forget the name of it. It's it's like recheck or uh, reload maybe. They made this game Titanfall. They own. They were purchased by Electronic Arts. Who, Respawn. Uh, what's that? Respawn. Respawn. That's it. Respawn. My bad. So they were purchased by um, EA, and they came out with Titanfall One and Titanfall Two, which were AAA titles. Uh, technically, um, very good games. No major glitches, issues, but they were trying to trying to compete in the Call of Duty market and the Battlefield market, except this was this futuristic take where you could jump into a mech, which is pretty cool, actually. They were pretty good games. It's Prepare just, for Titanfall. Yeah, it's just those first... That first-person shooter is so saturated, it's very, very difficult to get traction. So Respawn, I think it was two or three years ago, maybe four even, decided to work on this other project, this project called Apex Legends, which takes... Which plays, 
takes place in the Titanfall universe, um, but it's not a Titanfall game. It was a Battle Royale-style game because they started to see um, the DayZ, um, or, yeah, DayZ mod kind of the Battle Royale part of it taking off, which is about three or four years ago now that that started to take off. So they developed their own Battle Royale um, that is a three-man three man squads, I think a total of 80 people, um, and it's also it takes the mechanics of a hero shooter. So each there's six. I think there's eight different classes, but six from the beginning. There's six different classes, and they all have different abilities. Whether that's a movement, whether that's a calling in an air raid, whether that's a shield or something like that. They all have different abilities and different play styles within it. And it's just a battle royale, shrinking kind of arena. If you're on the outside of the of of the circle, you're gonna take damage and die. Last team standing wins. Um, but the crazy thing about this is no one knew about this game un- essentially until it dropped. Maybe a week before a few, uh, I know the quartering on YouTube got uh, access to it. But this wasn't like blown up at any of the big uh, con- at any of the big cons or anything like that that I'm aware of or that most of people that I talked to were aware of. It just was literally a blip on my Xbox thing like try Apex Legends now. And I was like, it was a like free battle royale game. And I was like, ah, it looks, it, I don't really know. A free-to-play game, usually, rarely is a AAA developer doing a free-to-play game. And I was like, eh, this might suck. And it, it, exception to Epic and uh, Fortnite. But Fortnite was an accident, and even Epic should, will understand that. But that being said, I downloaded it. And not knowing anything about it. And I've played it. And maybe there are a few very, very small technical issues. Never during gameplay. It's more during spectating mode that there's maybe some things that go a little wrong. But, dude, it is a AAA title. The The shooting is tight. Um, the abilities are, are all pretty cool with the, with the different characters. But there are loot boxes. However, the loot boxes are strictly um, cosmetic stuff. So they did it the right way. If you're going to do a free-to-play game with loot boxes, it has to be strictly cosmetic. It can't really affect gameplay. Um, but what's crazy is they, they intentionally, Respawn intentionally did not sink any money into marketing or advertising because of how shitty EA has been coming out in, in, in public lately. They were like, um, so we made this game that has loot boxes uh, and it's an EA game essentially. We can't, if, if we're going to get panned so hard because the backlash is going to mm-hmm. be so hard, which kind of ties into the outrage culture right now. People hate AA so much, they're going to shit on our game before it even drops. So what their, their thought was, drop the game and just see if people like it. Yeah. And with, I mean, lucky for them, a lot of these Battle Royale YouTubers like Dr. Disrespect and Shroud and Ninja have played this game. And for the most part, they're like, no, it's a great game. So they're getting you know all these followers and stuff jumping on board. And now it's kind of becoming slowly but surely a success story because it does have some some, some different aspects kind of brought into well, it that uh, another Battle Royale know, hasn't done. And, and it's, it's, it's funny because we're in the middle of like this fucking cratering of AAA publishers. Yeah, they're like, really and, taking and he, hits bad. And one of the things that they talk about is that like – the, the the fucking black sheep there like because they kind of flew under the radar of like electronic arts at least if it's um you know one i'm sure the ea will fuck this up majorly by 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 sticking their nose in where it doesn't belong but it's two is like this effectively this effectively fixed the drop that they were seeing 
from fucking flubbing Battlefront and everything else. Like, you know, it's already it's already on track to fix the quarter. And this was no there was no yeah, there was no advertising, there was no pipe. This was literally just, hey, we wanna we wanna try that we just wanna try this thing because we, we 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 like you know, Titanfall, the big thing in Titanfall was getting the fucking Titan and it's like, hey, we actually have like a really good mechanic here let's let's see how we let's see how we can stretch that i i wonder if we're seeing the first wave of truly mainstream video gaming where it is sweeping like football it's sweeping like um i i had to take this picture yesterday um now i've heard about this but it's different when I accidentally buy it, okay? My, my wife came home with a, a can of Pringles. And the Pringles had, it has a big orange stripe on the top of it with Overwatch. And at the bottom it says, free loot box. So you buy, you buy Pringles, but with the Pringles you get a loot box inside the game Overwatch. And you got to redeem it. I think you... Just have to take a picture of the barcode and send it in, and it and it redeems it. But like we've seen waves of popularity in our lifetime. I remember when yo-yos were the thing, and they lasted for a long time. Um, I remember when uh, hacky sack was big. I remember when. Uh, I mean, there's there's obviously sports, music, but what I haven't really seen is I haven't really seen the wave of video games yet. It's always been something that kids have done. It hasn't really, maybe Mario, you know, Mario kind of transcends people. He's recognizable. Sonic transcends. He's recognizable. But I feel like we're hitting this wave where we are going to hit the peak popularity that video games have ever been and will ever be. And we're, we're really, really, really close. And I think we're, yeah, I think you're right because we're, we're, when we were growing up, the, the, the games weren't, it was still word, of, it was just word of mouth. I mean, directly in a small neighborhood in school. Now that word of mouth can reach the other side of the country, the other side of the world in an instant where we didn't have that. So you, you have someone who this game drops Immediately, you know, they try it. They find out it's it's pretty good. They like it. They've got a friend across the country who's now trying it, and everyone's just it, it's just this horrible spider web of well, I shouldn't say horrible. It's this spider web of, of constant like neural activity. It's like a hive mind just coming together and enjoying this one thing. And I think you're right. It's it's as big as the the boom is going to be from it. I think the detractors are also going to it's going to be the same sort of under underpinning of it. Everything's going to come to a head, and then it's just going to fall. It'll be just like a mushroom cloud. <laughs> there was a, uh, you know, a, there was a thing I was uh, looking at the other day, and it made a very compelling case that there, the, the ultimately there can never be a like big gaming industry because. The problem, the problem with it is that over time, because of investor ex- expectations, it just becomes more profitable 
to liquidate the entire company and just dump it and dump it. You, you, you know, it, it, but the thing is, is that we're, we're kind of there because you see like all the shit that like Activision's going through. Like they signed, they signed a CFO for 15 million, what is it? 15 million, 15, whatever. Well, okay. So they, they've been through three CFOs and they just announced that they're like liquidating a thousand jobs over, over, over because the company. Because they can't capture the, the because wonder they, they had in the 80s. Be, because they, yes, because the they can't sustain the 12% growth rate on yearly revenue. And it's like, that's fucking, that's fucking thermodynamically impossible. Yeah, they can't, and, sur- they can't survive without, well, no, without they, numbers they, to back they, it up well, they, 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 can, sur- they, they can, can survive. No, they're, they're sustainable. The problem is, is that the invest the investment firms that own things in you know like Patreon just went through this fucking shit where they they're like doing all this they're talking about how they give their creators a ninety percent cut of their income and it's like dude you're a payment processor it's not it's not your money it's the it's the people who are going through you 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 get a ten percent cut of the contribution that goes to a creator. But they're, you know, it's it's just this it's this it's you I can't you can't be happy with some of the money you know to quote Jim Sterling you can't be happy getting some of the money you have to get all of the money and then you have to find more money after that otherwise there's no point for this business to exist and it's you know uh, uh, the end stage is that you know the end stage it's not achievable. But if you argue over this idea that how you know like you have to have these returns for the investor class, then eventually there's just one bank that owns <laughs> owns everything, and they're burning people for their precious elements. I just think it's cool that the next bag of Doritos may not have yeah, the NFL yeah, logo on it, but it, no, no, during it, the Super no, Bowl it, it, well, it'll it, have it'll have a fucking Fortnite mercy. or Overwatch or what's this new game? Uh, Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Apex Legends logo on it. That is, to me, it's an it's interesting for us to acknowledge, observe, and um, in some in some ways actually react to video games. Video games are, I, I think we're about ready to hit the bubble. I think it's about ready to burst. And and what what we're seeing right now is we're seeing the explosion of the battle royale. Well, the battle royale kind of. Um is interesting because as far as a mirror or something that looks similar to popular sporting events, I mean Battle Royale essentially hits all the markers. You die, you you die, you're out. You're out for the round. Um, it's team based for the most part. Like the Battle Royale that we the the stuff so there's like the, the PUBG League. It's only four-man squads. There's no solo. No one cares about solo. Really? That's it. It's the four-man squads is the most popular format. So you have a team of guys, people, not only males, but you have a team of people, and it's essentially there's a hunt. There's, what are there, 25 other teams of four, and they're trying to be the last ones to survive. It's essentially, it, it is similar to a sport like football or baseball. It's team on team and you know the the end game is to be the winner at the end to be the victor so i think it's pretty easy to it it checks all the boxes whereas like <clears throat> you know uh league of legends is a is a pretty popular one dota 2 you're on teams but they're kind of individuals on teams 
Um, and they all play different roles, but it's a, it's a little maybe higher higher functioning kind of like when I when I made this when I talked about Firefly and why I didn't think it worked on Fox because it's it's geared to people that are a little more intelligent. Star, sci-fi typically is. PUBG still requires some strategy. Definitely requires some IQ to be really really good at it. But at the end of the day, it's pretty easy to follow. Shoot the guy. Shoot the other guys. Blow blow them up. Kill them. However you have to kill them, but kill them. It's a little more. Um, kind of rooted in the process and apex legends is very similar to that as well i think that's why battle royale has blown up so much because it is pretty pretty straightforward what you got to do you got to kill the other team or outlast the other team and that's that's pretty much it there's no you don't have to think about you know a bunch of different strategies and a bunch of different abilities and stuff like that and the shrinking world almost puts a time limit on it it does absolutely. i think it's important that, that there is some form of consistent time when it comes to um, observable competitive sports that you have an audience for if, if you're just playing you don't care if it's 20 minutes or or five usually um, although it can be nice because if you got to wait like I remember some of those um, uh, watching watching people play counter-strike sometimes it would take a really long time for a match to get over because some guy would be hiding somewhere and it would take a long time for the other person to find him where he was hidden and stuff like that so I, but I think that helps. I think it helps the people watching. The people playing, it can hurt them to have to sit there and wait. Um, but that's kind of part of the draw, you know, is that you want to stay alive so that you don't have to sit there and wait. But, yeah, I feel like we're at this bubble, and I, I actually can't wait. I can't wait for for competitive sports to be pushed out by something else. And I feel like we're, re- we're really close. In 2017, mm-hmm. Netflix— mm-hmm. Meet and League Football. In 2017, Netflix um, had 51 million viewers. YouTube had 50 million viewers. They are like like neck and neck, and the content that people are tuning into on YouTube is, is everything, right? With Netflix, it's mostly TV shows. There's some documentaries, but there's almost zero sports. Right. YouTube is kind of picking up that, but they don't. They can't do the competitive. They can't do the actual sports because they're all licensed. YouTube can't really broadcast it. You can't even bring your cell phone in and live stream it on YouTube because, um, well, actually, you might be able to get away with that. But um, but you you definitely can't rebroadcast. You know the high quality stuff with the with the cameras or on zip lines and stuff like that. You can't just get that and rebroadcast it on YouTube. Although YouTube has its own, um, they have their own service that you can pay money for. But when it comes to video games, anybody can be a streamer. Anybody can stream the next best game. And it's a growing market. I wonder when um, Madden, the video game, becomes more popular than oh, Super how Bowl. Funny. How funny. <laughs> when people tune in to watch people playing NFL, playing John well, Madden football so here's before, the thing. more than they tune in for the fucking well, Super Bowl. And I don't want you, professional athletes to be out of jobs. Well, no, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, but what happens when you start actually fictitiously creating athletes? Like, you, you, have, a, you have a character writer building, like, he ha- you're writing up, he hates me. But don't we have that now? Well, I mean, like, we, we have... Don't we, we have, have that cele- now? We, we have personas... I, I'm, I'm saying... So this this is this is this this gets kind of back to the the loop thing where um you 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 can throw tech at games that you can't do at real life. Yeah, but more and, than that, I mean, their personas like the video gamers are allowed to be 
almost a cosplay. Yeah, well, By yeah, default, it's yeah, like I mean, I, yeah, I want uh, Dan TDM uh, to have blue Sun hair. Fox. I can't remember who there was. There was one Smash player who like pissed everyone off because uh, I don't remember what the fuck was his name. What was his stick? Well, he he was ba- he 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 like he he would do all the bayonetta's moves and like he had the fan and everything and it just like fucking freaked people out because you know it's it, bayonetta's weird in and of itself and seeing like a a, a gangly thirteen year old kid unless you're was... unbelievably good at a video game you gotta you be need some sort of a shtick or a personality or it's you, weird because it's like or if you, you're really good and you and you, you take it because you know because it used to be day it used to be daigo and now well, you're not uh, you're talking like fighting games which is a little bit different because Sonic that is Fox. a little more fighting games are a little more uh talent based um and just having better reaction right don't wrong there's a lot of thought into it as well <clears throat> sonic fox giant uh yes uh person of color amazingly visibly queer Wearing a giant blue fox head while being the pre the predominant uh, Dragon Ball, right? But then I'll, I'll say, and, and you would say, Doctor Disrespect. He's like the funny archetypal, like macho guy, like over the top, like Chuck Norris. But then you have someone like Shroud. Shroud is fucking boring, just a regular right dude. But he is crazy good at first person shooters, yes. and I mean ridiculous. So good that people are like he's got to be cheating. He's got to have aimbot. And it's like, no, the dude is just that good. Well, you just got to get him a, a Doctor Doom mask, and then it'll be, it'll be <laughs> yeah, fun. Right. But he still has a ton of viewers. Like, people still love him. But it is kind of funny how those streamers have to balance talent and personality. You're like yeah. an actor yeah. and an athlete, and, and you, you know have what? to be. It, and it actually difficult. reminds me a little bit of the Moneyball movie. Because when they were building a team, they didn't have the money to buy the well-known names. So they had to buy the names that they knew were statistically good at the game that would actually win with the budget that they had. They couldn't afford the baseball player that ever that everybody had heard of simply because everybody had heard of them, not necessarily because they were the best. And um, it, it kind of reminds me of that. You know, like if you were to build an all-star team of, of gamers, a lot of people would want to see the celebrity gamers on that roster because they know them. They feel like they're connected to them, but in reality, they could be they could be the worst bunch of people all thrown together. Well, it's funny you say that because Ninja is going through a fucking personal downfall right is now. He? I when you go on YouTube, search Ninja Cringe, and you will. He is turn. He did a New Year's event. Mm-hmm. It was not good. It was not. No, is he good the one? He's the one that got a sponsorship from. Was it Drake? Uh yeah, I, th- I think he just had Drake playing with him on a on a stream, and I think it kind of gave him a, a super boost no, because suddenly people. But wasn't it Ninja and a celebrity, a musician that that created their own brand? Um, maybe. I don't. I'm not. They I know created- Drake bought a team. He yeah. he, he bought a team, but Ninja's not on that team. Okay. Ninja's Fortnite. That's Fortnite's poster boy. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. I guess the where, where this goes though. Um. What happens when we start going full? We, we go full Sharon Apple on this. So you have e athletes, e athletes teams that become that basically consist of like Hatsune Miko style bots. Like they're they're not even they're not even real people. They're like 
you know, they're, char- they're characters themselves that have been generated by the machine, as it were. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see that because right? I don't think anybody's—I don't think anybody's interested in rooting for a bot. Well, uh, people go to fucking see Hatsune, Hatsune Miku ca- concerts, and she's just a fucking recording, uh, a cartoon recording. I mean, you know, that would, you're, yeah, there's you're, an audience for everything. No, but right. I'm, I'm no, and I'm saying like this is a bi- this was a big thing. Like, you know, it, how it, big could it be if? Trace and I has never heard of it. Well, because you guys, li- you, you guys, li- you guys live in. And I holes. hear about some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, multiple, multiple uh, Madison Square Garden sellouts. I mean, like you, you know, no, it's, that's pretty it's big like guys, it's like yeah. the two, it's like the Tupac thing. But yeah, Hatsune Miko is a big thing. I know, you know I kind of know what it is because doesn't and she have like a cell, like a cell phone game where like that's time based? Like, yeah, there's of, like well, you know, it, but, but know you know the vocal lay thing, but but it's also just. You know, we're at a critical point where you have enough people who can be enthused about anything now I'm sorry, that there's look- a market. I was looking up Drake's esports team while you were talking. Are yeah. you talking about the um, the 100% electronic pop musician? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm saying like you know we're talking about these new celebrities, but you know like if you recontextualize, so you have your esport athletes and stuff like that. What happens when it's a completely fucking fictitious character? Yeah, you know, like you, but you the know, difference but, is is but, but you're talking about the exception. You're talking about the exception, right? That what? What's her name? Hatsune Miko. Hatsune Miko. Um, I even like I could recognize her songs because she has like this cliche at this point. She's this cliche because um, she's a successful um, uh, electronic musician that isn't a human, right? Right. She does performances. People go. They. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll pack she, the stadium. Someone, a human, is developing all that. Well, fucking but, but, shit. You could, but you could, but no, you absolutely. could argue that absolutely. most modern pop stars are, you know, they fall in that Venn diagram. You know, like it's it's not it's not an absolute spectrum. I mean, like you know, there's always the curated thing, but between ele- electronic post production, you know, the, but they the, have the, talent. The, 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 the no, I love the contrast <laughs> between us because I'm like, hey, look, Doritos are going to have Overwatch on them next week, and Gunner's like, yeah, but it was all a simulation to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, but Gunner, like, no one fucking respects pop stars. Very few pop stars have respect because very few of them have the actual chops to stand up to, like, no one's going to give legitimacy over Justin Bieber over, like, the Black Keys. No, but so, but so, so here's, here's where this flip side comes in is we are more persistently connected. What works? You know, again, like, I'm not saying that it's a panacea. But, you know, like there's two things, which is that one, people are kind of becoming inundated with these ways of perceiving the world from persistent network connections. But the other thing is, is that the devices are constantly monitoring us. So over time, you know, you know, you, what, you get your fucking Apple iWatch that can see your fucking blood, you know, like your fucking blood, your, your, your fucking physiological responses to things, you know. I, you know, like, I, and again, I'm saying, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm the only, am I the only person here so, who ever watched Macross Plus? So, Gunner, to answer your question, okay, what happens when? It will happen. Yes. The reality of it is, though, is just like that that Japanese pop star that you're mentioning. It's a very competitive market, mm-hmm. and she needs something over the rest. Yes. In her case, she's the first, right? She's yes. the first, um, first mover. She's the first purely electronic pop musician to ever exist. Right. Well, I guess our only op- our only option is to kill Dead Mouse and then recreate him as a as a gorilla style, uh, but, you know. But she's com- fake band. But 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 yeah, but that won't happen because she wasn't recreated. Right. It's not like she was based off of off of off of a real human. 
she somehow happened to have music that was attractive enough for people to listen to it and then go see her. And it might actually be the novelty that they're going to see. It might not actually be her. It might be more of a subculture thing that we just don't understand because from what I understand, she has never made it popular anywhere but Japan. Yeah, and and, and weeaboos in the in the United States. No, and I, I guess... But, but, but I want to finish answering sorry, this. Sorry. So what will happen is, I, I completely agree with you, in, in eSports, it is inevitable that there is a purely electronic version of a gamer. But what you have to realize is just like she had to, this person has to compete with the humans. And they have to have something over the humans. And that's when it's going to actually be fun to watch. I'll tell you, I don't care if, I don't care if PewDiePie is a human or a computer simulation. Some of the stuff that he says, I really, really like. I don't care if it's a human or not, right? So it, eventually what you're describing will happen, but it's a competitive market. And that computer simulation is going to have a really hard time succeeding. And when I say that, I mean it's no different than Wade deciding tomorrow that he's going to be a professional gamer. And he's got to either do it based on skill or he's got to do it based on character, right? The computer is going to be held to the same standards, maybe even higher standards than Wade. So it's going to be a long time before they actually make it in and and people actually start following them. People are doing it today. I have found Twitter pages that are created by computers. Mm-hmm. You've seen these too, yeah, right? No, I, I, the, bot, the bots are fucking... Yeah. A, a huge and, and I don't even mean conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like this guy's like, hey, I have a GitHub page. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a bot... A, a Twitter account, and the Twitter account is just going to get random words, combine them, and make a post every day. Yeah, these have like two hundred thousand followers. Uh, I, I know. I, I I have I have a couple bot I have a couple bot accounts in my my follow and, list yeah. just because it's funny. People love it, and but you're competing against the rest of the Twitter yes. followers. The sad part is that I may get more followers with a. Hundred line shell script. Yes. Then I will as a human being, and that's when we start to question or, or, or how original and interesting we really are as humans. When, when a random number generator is more interesting than we are. But to answer your question, Gunner, eventually it will. I, I think that it's naive for any human to say that that in the future there won't be some simulated video game players. In a lot of ways, there are now. Right. I think that it'll the way it'll be introduced is it will be like a challenge setting, very much like Deep Blue was in chess, where it's like this ridiculously, you know, tuned up bot that is very, very good and it's like only the best of the human players can actually beat it, right? And that's kind of maybe where it begins. That's maybe where it starts. No one's rooting for fucking deep blue right now. I, I well, no, I, I think I think, anybody's I think rooting it's... for the computer because the computer's not vulnerable. And there's right? no, well, and there's this no, there's, where, no Hatsu, there's no Hatsune Miko face style face to it. So, you know, you, it's it's the bot. Like, you know, like Deep Blue was you were fighting a machine. What could be the Doge Dog? People could love it. Do, Doge Dog would be great. You know what I mean? Doge, people could Doge love, Dog would be amazing. People could love the Doge Dog. It's got to be vulnerable. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. that historically, when computers mm-hmm. are introduced to video games, they're introduced as being perfect, and they're unbeatable. And if you ever play, you know, Super Smash Brothers on the hardest setting. It's near. It's 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 very difficult to beat the computer, and you know that if those programmers turned it up just a little bit more, you'd never be able to beat the game, because they 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 have to put random mistakes inside the computers playing in order for you to be able to win. 
but you never envy it because there's it doesn't it, it doesn't have a personality. <clears throat> if once you make the computer vulnerable like a human, people will actually enjoy watching it because they don't know what if the Doge dog, like the Doge dog might do things that are completely out of character for somebody that would play competitively, but it's completely entertaining. Did we it just might create our like, million dollar idea on the fucking podcast? Wow. The, the, Let's just develop a a, a, game, a, a virtual gamer. <laughs> We we certainly could. I mean, think about like think about playing competitively in Fortnite, and this dog like is licking its nuts. Everybody else is running around shooting each other, and this dog is licking its nuts. And people don't take the dog seriously because it's really bad at aiming. But it's really fun to have because there's a story that you have at the end of every game. And once in a while, by some sheer luck, the dog wins. And when the dog wins, it, did you see the video where where they had the the, the 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 cheap DVD player and the logo bounces around the screen? Yes, yeah. And every once in a while, the logo will actually tap the corner because the logo just kind of bounces like you know almost in like perfect uh, right uh, right angle from where it hits. And then once in a while, that thing hits the corner and comes right back where it, where it started from. There's a bunch of kids just sitting in a room watching this DVD player screensaver. And it hits a corner. And then it hits another corner. And then it hits another corner. By the time it hits the third corner, they're fucking crazy. They are <laughs> jumping around and they are crazy because they're just sitting around hanging out in, in the room. And every, they celebrate every time it hits a corner. Like it's just they're celebrating something that is imperfect. Um, it's computer generated. But in the rare, the rare happenstance that that something that something out of the ordinary happens, something that's that's celebratable, they go crazy. When Doge wins the fucking Fortnite match, holy shit! It's a fucking national holiday. And I think Doge be, somehow accidentally won. I've yeah, he was <laughs> licking his balls, and he accidentally won. Randall Cardissian. Um, is it a million dollar idea? Uh, yes, but it's extremely difficult to create. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, we we don't have we don't have the tech yet. I don't well, think. and we're banned immediately. Right. Right. Well, I mean, bot bot check stuff like that. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, no. You're you're well, you're, assume, you're assuming that somehow it has to be a bot running on a machine instead of some workaround. It's like if it has if it has to if it has to interface the same way that a person does, i.e., sending keyboard and mouse commands, and it's parsing. I mean, like. I don't know if you actually. Uh, they were doing some work with DeepMind um, on StarCraft like that. Like they actually have it. Play- they actually have it playing StarCraft Two right now. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but um, you know, you know, it's going to be strange. What's that? It's going to be strange when the animals actually get involved. Let's say. Oh, grumpy yeah. ca- grumpy cat. Yeah. Grumpy let's cat, say dog. Let's say. Um, you want to take your dog for a walk, but you actually have a new option. You can strap on almost like a VR headset, you know, more like an augmented reality headset. And the dog can actually like interact with other dogs or even humans, right? Go to a dog park, run around, and you just have like a simulation room that the animal goes into. Like the holodeck? But what gets stranger is that if they're part of the gameplay, like there, you actually need the animals for some of the in-game content. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, 
you know, like like if the dog's protecting you, it actually has to, like you, the dog actually has to bark at, at, at strangers. You know, the dog is actually part of that world, and it's fun for the dog. Of course, then the dog accidentally bites you, and now there's a lawsuit. But <laughs> we're gonna converse, convert, and, and conversely speaking about future of gaming. Mike, you do a lot of retro gaming, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I like to uh, let me move up to the mic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tinker around with a lot of old games, whether it be on a you know a Nintendo or Super Nintendo Classic, a Raspberry Pi, my computers, various handheld consoles. Now, what is uh, <clears throat> what are some of the, like what are some of the projects that you've, you've you kind of worked with? Like, what uh, Trace, you talked about some of the stuff that Mike does and. You haven't talked to me about it, so why don't you? Yeah, okay, I'll stuff. ice break. So, <laughs> um, so I know Mike through Ken, and uh, first time we talked, it was at like a Billy B's, which is pretty much like um, just a really quick place to get the flu. <laughs> um, Agreed. Like a kids little kids playhouse, and we talked, but we didn't talk that much. I knew that he, I, I knew that we had similar computer interests, but um, uh, we had. Uh, we had all the kids playing Minecraft uh, with each other a couple weeks ago, and Ken brought over what the fuck was that thing called? Oh, the the cool baby family computer. Something yeah, shitter. like cool baby <laughs> family computer, right? This it was fucking a thing. Fake NES classic. It was a fake NES classic, right? Hilarious. And Mike picks up this controller, and he goes, "I got, I got it. I got to test out the controller." And he's like, "Dude." Up, down, left, right doesn't even rock. Like, he's like, normally it pivots in the center. The up, down, left, right. He's like, no, this whole thing just like, the whole pad just like presses down. Yep. He's like, this is yeah, not, this is an unplayable controller. There's four contact pads <clears throat> under there, but there's no nothing for it to differentiate between up and left. Well, you just got to make sure that you press at the very edge of the arrow. <laughs> All the way at the edge. So you're, you're really, really, you got to be careful. You can't just be a nice little roll down, roll up. For, forget any kind of fighting game. And I, unfortunately, we never plugged it in. The kids were in charge of the TVs for the most part, and we never plugged it in. Plus, we had a lot of interesting conversations to talk about. But some of the some of the topics that came up, um, I were very um, not conversations that I would have every day with somebody. Number one, um, he has modified a, his his PC at home to run the Mac operating system. Not not too many people have done. And, uh, and number two, um, a lot of the, the computer emulation software uh, we, we had in common. Um, and I don't know, I guess that's my, that's my introduction. That's my icebreaker. Um, first thing that comes to mind, of course, with, when it comes to uh, legacy games is, I mean, it depends how far back you want to go. Um, Atari, right? That was my first. My first uh, game console was an Atari 2600. And what was your favorite game? Well, it wasn't ET, I can tell you that. Um, oh, God. I did have it. I think I still do, to, for that for that matter. Um, you always got stuck in the pits. But I want to say Pitfall. Pitfall is good. Yeah, the pits was the And you could go left or right, and if you went underneath, you'd actually skip. The underneath world on Pitfall would actually skip multiple uh, above stages. It was like a warp. Yeah, to watch out for that scorpion, though. Yeah, scorpion. Yeah, the scorpion. It was there. a skunk. I always think it was. <clears throat> I don't know. I never. Really, <laughs> the graphics were really garbage. So, uh, although they were great for the time, I mean, to me that had better graphics than most. Did you run left or run right? I always ran right. 
Did you? Once in a while, I'd go back for something, but usually it was just write and just keep going as long as I can. Um, if you ever played Jungle Hunt. Yeah, Jungle Hunt was pretty good. That was a left scroller. Was it? Yeah. I thought Jungle Hunt was a right scroller. Yeah, it was Jungle. one of the few I left scrollers. I remember it by name, but I don't Jungle quite, Hunt uh, had like four different levels. Like one was swinging from vines. Mm-hmm. The other was swimming and oh, like yes. killing like alligators, I think, or something like that. You like, had you to had jump to, boulders. You had to like punch the. You had to like punch shit. the alligators directly in the nose to kill them. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're done. <clears throat> yeah, Pitfall was a pretty good one. What? Uh, what was your favorite NES game? We're gonna run through all the legacy. Uh, let's see. Favorite NES games got to be Super Mario Brothers three. I know it's kind of hackneyed to say, but you know it, it really it really was. Although I did enjoy two quite a lot. Uh, well, our version of two, um, and then. Um, wasn't really into Legend of Zelda at that point. I mean, I liked the first game. I still, I still have my gold cartridge. <laughs> I, I would say with with Legend of Zelda, the tr- like truly, I don't think the game got good until on Super Nintendo. Like, oh, absolutely! Yeah. Link to the Past is the perfect. Yeah, that's and that's for an me, amazing the, the game. Perfect. But the original Zelda Legend game. of Zelda, some of the mechanics were whack. Like, eh, it wasn't that. It was a bit repetitive, in my opinion, which is not popular, but that's okay. Yeah, Super Mario Three was 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 quite amazing there was there was a movie about it called oh, the wizard, oh, the wizard. Yeah, yeah i remember that seeing that in theaters it, yeah. and what a disappointment and that taught us Dis- all how to, i was at that age it taught us all how to how to use the warps before uh before no we, i already knew it did you <laughs> i already knew it. i was like all right i'm seeing stuff i already read uh what, <laughs> i thought i was gonna get some hints here guys use the use the i already found out about the you know the the well that was super mario brothers was that three Three was the warp whistles. Yeah, because it was, yeah, the, the, it's like, all right, the warp whistles, yeah, you drop down behind the white block. And that tornado was so crap. But I love, you gotta love Lucas with the power glove. Oh, God. He's the perfect asshole character. That is, that is just a movie filled with cringe. Oh, It's gotta be one of the cringiest films of all time. Super Mario World was a great game, too, for the SNES. And that, for me, I think, I think the Super Nintendo was where I really, solidified my love of Nintendo. I mean, I had a Game Boy as well, but... You had the additional um, buttons. Yeah, everything was um, great Yoshi, on the Super Mario World. It Yoshi was, was such a dynamic character in that Super Mario World where um, if you ate one color shell, you could stop people. In another color shell, you could breathe fire. In another color shell, you could fly. And I thought that made Yoshi a really, really attractive character. And then they had the whole hidden, the hidden game in the game. And that I thought was awesome, the Star World. Oh yeah! Oh god, those levels are not, super not tough. The, the main levels, the main yeah. points of the star, those are those aren't bad. Those they're tougher than the rest. But it's when you get to the special star levels and from the middle up, those are a nightmare. Even those to this day, I still struggle with. But that was the only way you could land. You could reliably land like a blue Yoshi who flew no yeah. matter what color shell he ate. At some point, you got to you know you got to the point where you. If you're playing a game from a, a brand new save, you just go straight to the place that would point you to that star level, so you could get it and just, and then constantly go back there, yeah. so you could keep getting it again and again. And then the the secret world above the uh, I think it's Ghost House too, uh, the secret up there where you just always get two mushrooms, two fire flowers, leave, come back with a new Yoshi, <laughs> and then come back for fire flowers and then the feathers because you always wanted the feathers so you could skip through the levels, you didn't have to bother with the right. bullshit levels, just fly over them. And and that game also they also had like the excl- the exclamation uh, marks in the game. Yep. Where though that was a strange feature, 
it was odd, but it was nice. It was it was like, not nice. It was once you were able to figure out how to get to them and and even the hidden one, um, it was nice to be able to go back to levels that you previously did. Yeah, and try yeah to, to redo what you you know. Yeah, so it would have these like out these like dotted outlines where there should be blocks, and then they wouldn't show up until you got some exclamation point, and then you kind of could go back and play them again. Um, but what was weird about it is that most of the time it just made the level easier. Yeah, always. <laughs> That's and it's always. like this level was really difficult. I've beat it, and now I unlocked something, and I can go back and just beat it even easier. Yeah. So, but that replayable. What I don't think that they did justice with and and i know i'm going to piss off a lot of people is when super mario was reborn as super mario super mario 64 i think that they'd completely destroyed the game i really hated super mario 64 and i know there's a lot of people that are upset with that they think that it was great it was revolutionary it was like the first 3d kind of discovery game but i thought that the accuracy of of the accuracy and speed with Mario 1, Mario 2 was wacky. I loved it, but it was wacky. It was too one-to-one. Yeah. Mario 3 and then Super Mario World. The accuracy of jumping, landing, flying, um, and just flying through the levels was completely destroyed. I was thrown out of the fucking window with because you had, to, you, you had to repeat the same level for multiple yeah. objectives. And the levels you couldn't fly through. No, you had you to like go running through most a, things. I mean, yes, there are. I uh, see. I thought it, I I love uh, Super Mario sixty four. Oh, I do too. Um, but and if you think about it, the accuracy wasn't there. But we have dual shot controllers because of Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, you could credit them with that. Like, yeah, I mean, the, if we didn't have that, if we didn't have that shit analog, and I use the term analog <laughs> uh, very loosely, it, we didn't have if we didn't have that little shit thing, we would not have a PlayStation controller. You know, we wouldn't have an Xbox controller. The, the the sticks just wouldn't be where they are. Hey, don't be hating on the N sixty four analogs. It just died. It died a horrible death. <laughs> but no, constantly so actually, died a horrible death. To me, it took over them, and over and over again. The N sixty. Oh, sorry. All right. You, you do. Your no, go thing. ahead. No, argue about the controller. Oh, so <laughs> and again, because this is funny, because um, you know, I talk about that with my my, my Android friend. So the, the the issue, the big thing with the N sixty four and even the GameCube is that Nintendo. Nintendo didn't do a standard implementation of an analog control stick because, of course, they're Nintendo. Because, well, you know, like you have the you have the DualShock and stuff like that, but it's a summarized value getting passed over the controller. Uh, Nintendo, because the issue is when you get into emulation, if you want to accurately emulate the 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 performance parameters of a N64 or a GameCube stick, it's a kick in the dick because you need an actual N64 controller. (laughs) Well, no, because I mean, like you know, there's there's I mean, you actually can can't. You can cannibalize parts from the analog stick itself, but yeah, like it's it's a holistic. It's it's why you get people who are so fucking crazy that they'll go and track. They'll, they'll go and find the defective GameCube controllers that don't rece- don't like have the bounce on recenter, and they have to play on analog TVs and you know like they they play on CRT yeah, because I've noticed they all play on analog TVs. I don't really understand that. It keeps the for at least for my taste. That I don't know. Everything looks. More realistic to the way it, it's. I think it's a nostalgia well, thing. I get it from a nostalgia there, perspective, but the competitive gamers are doing it. They have these old these old CRTs. Less, there's no input lag either. Yeah, no, well, there's significantly less. I shouldn't say none. Is that what there's it is? always some. It's 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 phys- so the GameCube was the last console that was written around the idea of you know like phys- you know it's like how like, yeah the frame rate was meant to match our TVs. Ability to display the frames. It's mm-hmm. it's it's tied to it. It's tied. You know, basically, to me, the it seems like 120 hertz refresh on a 
on a digital TV would be as good. It's not. Well, but it's also it's also an interpolated thing because there, there's there's no so the way that the way that um Smash does it at least that version of Smash does how it's doing its hitboxes and stuff like that is actually based around how a fucking scene is drawn. Um, yeah, they had to change it because uh, the, see, so, the way, so you're the way a CRT he, draws the picture is, is so you're left saying, to right, top to bottom. Each individual frame is just shot down so fast that you can't see so it. So you're but. saying that it's actually, it's less to do with the performance of the TV. It's more to do with the pairing of the shitty performance of the TV with the way the game was intended to be played. Is that what I'm hearing? Is it essentially a lot. It's it been it was optimized for the time, the time passed by. They didn't they didn't put any more like patches essentially well, for the end, really for the right. GameCube you controller. You can't patch a GameCube right, game. so it's, I mean, like, it's kind of frozen there. The disc, yeah, yeah. So you got to use a CRT mode, TV but. because it was developed for that, and that's the best. That's the most optimal performance you can get. Yeah, from. yeah I mean they're they're designed to run it at ideally sixty frames per second because that's what the refresh rate is. Uh, you know, sixty hertz on a, a but CRT. On those t- but on the CRTs, I believe they're like twenty three. It's. I mean, like it, it depends. It, I mean, it, it, it could depend, but I think that's more. No, that's because more the sixty was deal, sixty was a big deal. Remember, um, the Hobbit was filmed at sixty, and everybody no, was. Hobbit was like, they're, doing, they're doing. They're doing. No, they're doing. They're, they're doing. They're. It's thirty. A TV is thirty frames per second. It's sixty hertz refresh rate oh, because right, it's based. Right, right. You know, NTSC. Well, and again, it's like it's like why you playing Saturn on a VGA or you playing the Dreamcast on a VGA monitor. It, it's or. It, it's it's a similar thing like when you when you're doing emulation, uh, or you're trying to play an old DOS game and it's on a PC and it's on a PC that's too fast and you can dial it in with DOS, you know, DOS yeah, go box is really 2. good now. Play Warcraft two on Windows ten. Yeah. No. Don't do it. <laughs> Penny and Pro. <clears throat> Remember how I don't know if anyone remembers, but you know you, you're playing it, but you know you'd go to you'd move the mouse to the edge of the screen to try and move over. Yeah. And it would back in the day it would just kind of chunk over a little bit. Now you touch the edge of the screen. It's you're on the other side of the map. It's zip to the other map. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's super fast. It's so it's almost impossible without uh, like the remastered version that Blizzard brought out. So they yeah. they fixed that. They they put the speed throttling in and fence in DOSBox um, on the PC and whatever platform you find it on. DOSBox does have options for uh, speed throttling, so you can avoid that. Are you a retro um, PC gamer as well, or just strictly console? Mostly console stuff. I, I have done older PC games. On occasion with DOSBox, like I, I stick with mostly uh, point-and-click adventures, the Lucas Arts ones, you know, Secret of Monkey Island, um, which, Heroes Quest, which don't sound, yeah, um, King's Quest, Heroes King's Quest, Quest. which it. still yeah. don't sound as good without. It's funny that you talk about this because I am in the pro, I am in the process of of, of re-piecing together an old one for this purpose, because DOSBox is super great. But if you have anything that took advantage of like specialty hardware, like the ultra, like the ultrasound. Oh yeah, no, you have to have. Yeah, it's very wonky to set up in. Uh, like, if you're going to use um, Scum VM, that's what the old LucasArts games used. Was uh, the system was called Scum? I can't remember exactly what it stood for, but um, I should know it. But um, they've come out with a, a thing called Scum VM, which is Scum Virtual Machine. So it emulates the exact way the old games used to work. The, the way that used to display everything, the scripting. Uh, for every event in the game, and they've put a lot into figuring out how the different audio interfaces work. Like mm-hmm. the the Roland MT32 was at the time kind of the, the the top of the pile of sound until Sound Blaster. But it, you know, it had its own its own or level of emulating a specific piece of hardware that 
used to exist and only a rare few people had because it was expensive as all hell. Um, but it, it sounds a very specific way. And like when I play, say, Secret of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2, that's my favorite one. I'll play that and I have it emulate the Macintosh version because that's what I played because I had a Mac, I had like an old Performa 405, I think. Um, you can just pick? They have Voodoo 4. You can pick whichever, you can pick it to emulate DOS, Amiga, Windows, really? or not Windows, um, Mac, yeah, I think early Windows. And Scum VM is the program you use? Or? Yeah, yeah. Scum VM, for that. I found what it stood for. Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion Virtual Machine. Yes, it was built off, yes, the original Maniac Mansion game was what oh. they, they created it for. Okay. And then found it could work for pretty much everything else that they wanted to do at that time. Does Sean still have that uh, Voodoo 4 I gave you? Because that's actually, like, worth money now. <laughs> it's a 5. It's a, is, is it a 5? Yeah, it's a 5. It's a five. It's got it's it's got like two. So he, when he's talking about the voodoo's, he's talking about the uh, what late nineties old three D old the three D video card by three D effect. Yes, yeah. my Mac has about the performance of a of a cell phone video card. I mean, it's it's good, um, but it was it was state of the art at the time. Oh yeah, um, had two processors on it, two fans. And it took up the entire case. The thing is a monster. Um, I want to say he threw it out and he told me he was throwing it out because it actually died. But what was cool about that was is that if you were getting into some of the older um, computing, uh, there was drivers. You could find drivers. And a lot of the times the drivers were community maintained. Somebody like reverse engineered the drivers. But what's interesting about Voodoo is they ended up getting bought up by NVIDIA. Yes. So the, the I, I want to say, was it... One of the one of the the cards was it the GeForce? One of the card brands like was was picked up by Nvidia when they bought them. But well, they uh, the, so they, they so G, G, GeForce was always kind of turned into 3D now and that kind of warped into no. So what became GeForce? So G no so the, the, so as a person who had all of this fucking stuff because I yeah had, at I some point I kind of fell off the, the PC bandwagon and so and I had a GeForce yeah I had, I had a GeForce that, so I bought a Voodoo so I had the Voodoo 2 <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think I, a, I had a bought, similar smaller one but it, Voodoo, it went in my Mac clone bought a Voodoo 3 at one point and then I had a Voodoo 5 but I went you know like I I, I, I hopped back and forth the Voodoo 2 I was a G- weird card well, because you actually got the video from your main video card, plugged it, it, it plugged back into the Voodoo Two, and then came back out. Was this to, just to generate polygons? Is that what that's all it was essentially used for? Yeah, but or? I don't understand how the VGA adapter would have assisted with that. Well, no, no. no. So, so you needed. So what? What would happen? And actually, what you could do, um, is, uh. You could run it separate, although it was to keep it was to keep VSync with the monitor. You know, like it was to keep signal sync with the monitor. The the so you have you'd have you'd have your primary display adapter, That's what I had with which was ADI. <laughs> keep going. You, 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 you'd have your you'd have your primary display adapter, which was your two D one. Uh, you, you know, like my my rig at one point. I so I had a GeForce two fifty six, which was the kind of the, the competitor for the Voodoo five at that point. And it was the first GeForce card. But, that was my um, first video card there. 
showing a, a yeah, picture I, of an ATI 3D Rage I may, two I mean, megabyte I, PCI I, video I, card. I, I may I may end up going out to Rochester to pick something up like that in a couple days. Um, <laughs> but uh, all this, listen, I'm you just saying something in that power PC box. Well, there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a dual socket Pentium Pro and a Pentium 3850 coming home. Uh, Pentium Pro. 200 mega 200 megahertz full speed cache socket oh, yeah. eight. Who needs Eliza. electricity? Who needs electricity? <laughs> it's cold in my house. Anyways, um, well, so what what you would do is that you'd, you'd have a primary display adapter. You know, the the, the hotness was running the Matrox G four hundred at the time because it was the best, like, thirty two bit color card you could get in Windows. Um, but. So you'd select which you'd select which display adapter in the game you'd use, and where it is is that you're passing out the video output of one into the Voodoo, and if you chose the Voodoo as your primary display driver, it would drop it would drop the signal for you know. It, so you're saying it was a pass through, but mine I don't remember it working unless that stupid cable was plugged in yeah because it, it doesn't it, it doesn't seems like what the hell can it do with that analog signal it seems like it couldn't do anything with it but it's just a pass-through yeah so what, what you're what so you're doing is so some you, microcontroller it, that just made sure it was plugged in no no so it, it's actually so like any 2d so like the actual menu of the game itself that kind of stuff you'd have to be using the 2d display adapter to draw that scene but when it actually started to run an open G, you know, like if you pick Glide or OpenGL or something like that, when it's doing the geometry, it drops. There's basically a, a, a filter circuit that inserts the Voodoo signal ahead of the actual VGA, the VGA card that you were using. But it was a strip. But it was passing through the VGA. Yes, the, the and as soon as as soon as it goes back, as soon as it stops, it, so it, hypothetically, it's, it's drops if, out of OpenGL. If, if I could whatever. click on the game without looking at the screen. I should be able to play the video game without that pass-through cable. I probably, although there might actually be voltage, I, there might actually was be voltage like, stuff in, in the car itself. What's the purpose? Like, was it really that much more processing to just also be my desktop card? Well, no, because the thing—what like, was, was it saving? No, no. So the, the thing with the Voodoo, there was just the, no geometry no, for it to what, run. There was no there was no calculations for it to make, so it, it didn't need to be there for for most functions well, no, until this, you suddenly needed a model drawn. Yeah, but you so you lose two, that cable and you can't fucking see your own desktop. No, the 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 two D the, the, the the 2D rendering engine or that that hardware is intrinsically different than doing the the, the GPU the, the GPU stuff. I mean, nowadays it's it's what the fuck you got freaking actually it's it's kind of funny because uh you know fiddling with my VR stuff, Intel came out with the 615 HD graphics for their the the mobiles they're like you know even their throwaway ones at this point like will run Vulcan. Like, you know, it's, it, it, it's going to be, like, now that they got what's-his-face there from ATI or, or from AMD and stuff, like, I, th I think they're there. Like, you know, they've been... I have Intel's first video card, which is hot cat piss garbage, <laughs> both in the literal and figurative sense. But, listen, what you do on your own time is not yeah, about business. Yeah, listen. <laughs> well, no, because I think I bought I think he bought it back in 98. Like it's thirty. It's like it's. It, this is a thirty-year project, and they finally, finally have gotten to circa 2000, 2012 AMD integrated graphics level, and now they're like, we're gonna we're gonna take Nvidia's lunch because you know, fuck fuck that guy. So Mike, do you um, 
Do you have any like kind of rare retro gaming consoles that you kind of come across? Uh, I mean, I have a TurboGrafx-16. That's pretty. Nice. That's I mean, pretty it's rare. Not rare, rare, but it's not among the the more. It was it was option C in the ones. American market. Was it Bonk? Was that the main? Yeah, yeah Bonk's yeah, adventure. That was, that was the one. It did Bonk did eventually come out for the NES, um, a version of it. But um, the Atari, do you have the Atari Lynx? My brother does. My yes. brother has a Lynx. I had, an, um, I had a Jaguar. My brother had a Jaguar. <laughs> um, I have Game Gear. Basically, that's about the. I think it's, Neo Geo. No, I could never afford one. Yeah, I could never wow. afford one. And even if I could, the, the games themselves would price me out of it, too. Yes. I, I, I never even played, like, except for maybe like playing Metal Slug once in the arcade. Jam- I never really had uh, uh, that much nostalgia for it or that much. We'll what, just, what were the big titles for the Neo Geo? What's that? We'll just get a Jamma board host and, and, and build our own arcade cabinet. And then it's like you have to dodge high voltage. To, I've to thought of it. Some of the arcades that I go to, they actually they still have the old cabinets. But they rip out the old CRT TVs. They put LCD screens in. It's all emulation. And they put emulators in there. Yeah. Some of the ones at, at uh, Peppy's last weekend that were, that, they ruined it for me. I couldn't look at it. Yeah, like one of them. Like, <laughs> I need those like scan lines. I Mrs. need to see those pixels. Yeah, and Mrs. <laughs> I remember you walked over to Pac-Man and, and Pac-Man was playing techno music. Yeah, that like, was That bizarre. wasn't part of the game. Yeah. No, they, they run some sort of whack emulation of that. Do you... Um, what were some other titles for the TurboGrafx-16? Gosh, I, I don't think I'm familiar uh, with I mean, any there were, the, the The pack-in was Keith Courage in Alpha Zones. Um, nobody ever heard of it, even though it came with the system. Really? It was kind of garbage. Um, I mean, it was it was a platformer. You yeah. had a sword. You could level up into this this mech by picking up a power-up, and, and rainbows would come down from the heavens mm-hmm. and turn you into this mech that did the same exact thing you just did as Keith Courage, only you could, I think, take a little bit more damage. Um, but there was three Bonk games. Um, JJ and Jeff was another one that was early on, um, which was another platformer. Really immature platformer based on fecal humor. There was a lot of, uh, oh, jokes, a lot of shit huh? jokes in it. Yeah, there was, like, there'd just be shit. You'd have to walk around kicking everything. So you, you you'd walk down you're walking down the street. You'd see a fire hydrant. You'd kick it. Water come up, but you get a power up out of it. Or you you'd see a, a toilet. Kick it. Poop comes out at you. Interesting. And hurts you. And birds would come by and shit on you. What did, what were the controllers like for the Turbo Graphics 16? Uh, more or less like an NES controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you so they D pad run button. Well, start button, but they called it run. Uh, if I'm remembering it, there was a select button, but um, I could be mistaken. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, and the A and B button, and then there's turbo selector. So you'd have three levels of turbo for each. Oh, so it came with button. the turbo. Yeah, are they built who into introduced? Every pad. Are they that really introduced the turbo to the masses, or was that kind of in reaction to that people was, buying the the turbo controllers for the Nintendo? Uh, I would say it's it's maybe in reaction to that. I mean, sort of they you know it's they like thought it was the, the next thing, the in next novel power because Nintendo had had. I since never the found the turbo buttons useful myself. I'd only use them for Contra. Yeah. Contra. Anything that anything that required me to constantly be mashing a button mm-hmm. for shooting purposes mostly um, would be what I'd use it for. The NES Max was the little kind of looked more like the shape of a modern controller, kind of like a uh, actually the Switch Pro controller. It's that vague shape. Kojima got to start on actually I should say the PC engine, but like you know, like all same all, difference, yeah. But you know, but that that's like. Yeah, what did he make? No, so they did. Uh, oh, what the hell was the game with the the, the replicants? Uh, I mean, he he did a whole bunch of like I can't fucking. Think what you're he, about. he he did a whole bunch of fucking sci-fi game like for I mean, TurboGrafx-16. Metal, Metal Gear actually came out originally 
Like the one, like Metal the, Gear the, came out on the MSX. Sharp, I think it's a sharp. What's the MSX? It's a, a Japanese computer. It wasn't really popular anywhere but, but Japan. The, but it the, did come out in the United States and elsewhere, but it was really only popular. But the Turbo Graphics is actually, you know, the Turbo Graphics is actually an outgrowth of the PC engine, which was a, which was kind okay. of a console a consoleized version of the MSX. Oh, okay. Well, something I didn't uh, realize. No, I've learned something. Okay, Kojima, I, I gotta go like fuck it. it. I gotta go fuck it. Um, like games for Turbo Graphics sixteen. Yeah, or they'll, they'll also be PC Engine. Um, now, what about the Raspberry Pi? So you've Snatcher, done a little. That's it. Oh, okay. Snap. That was that was Kojima, because that. Yes. Oh, that was the PC. Yeah, the PC um, PC Engine CD. Yep. And that came to that's actually one of the sought, highly sought after Sega Sega CD games, is Snatcher. Is just it? it value wise, it's mm-hmm. a piece of shit game, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because but a lot of people, it's... you know, a lot of people like it. And, and speaking of the Raspberry Pi, you can emulate Sega CD on the Raspberry Pi quite nicely. I found well, I shouldn't say quite nicely, as good as the Sega CD can look. How uh, the, so as far as Raspberry Pi goes, how up or how how close to present day can it emulate some of these legacy systems? So like. Yeah, I'm sure it runs Atari, no problem. NES, no problem. But like, when does it start to get maybe noticeably bogged down where it's eh, really well, it, can't run? It, it's that. a bit bizarre in that, and it, it's mostly due to the I'm assuming due to the architecture, the, the specific way that the systems were written uh, or designed, rather. Um, but it can do some Nintendo 64 games. Mm-hmm. Some, some of them are just too much for it. Mm-hmm. Whether it be just the general geometry of it all. Um, so it can do like a Mario Super Mario Kart 64 mm-hmm. does no problem handles wonderfully. It can play Smash somewhat. Um, it's gotten better with the 3B plus overclocked, um, but for a while you had characters you could play just fine. They had no eyes, no faces. That's fucking. So weird it was really bizarre. Even in the menus, you know, you select them in the menu, and there would yeah. be their larger face, no eyes, nothing. That's just yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was freaky. Um, but you can play. It will load Saturn games. But they're unplayable. They're like well, one okay. frame per second or less. But, but, but you know, it's also Saturn's got that weird dual. Yeah, it, it, it's it. Saturn was just a structurally weird hot mess. Console. <laughs> I loved I, I loved the Saturn for certain things, but it was a hot mess overall. But um, it'll play Dreamcast games pretty well, surprisingly. Um, and it'll even do it'll do PlayStation One, which PlayStation is a little one. older, but. Uh, PlayStation One's almost flawless, and most games you can scale up to a 1080p. Would you mm-hmm. say that's most like because as those generations kind of get closer to like PC, like just pulling straight from PC architecture and, and, and styles of coding and whatever, is that possibly why they're running better on the Pi? I would think so. Yeah, that makes sense because you know if, if the code is similar, I well, would think if, I, if I, graphics it's engines. Just time, it's just also time spent on doing uh emulation engines i mean ps you know psmu's been a thing a, pro- a work in progress on it, arm for probably right and true that, yeah, think, and that's and what's important the, the, remember one's PCS, the one they used in the, the the one they were using in the uh playstation classic right that, that that's what's out. important that one is on the, the is on the the available on the raspberry sony Pi released well the playstation classic on the same architecture as the Raspberry Pi. They're both running oh, the ARM okay, processor. Gotcha. Yeah. So Just it's proved itself capable. What about one. peripherals? Uh, now, what do you, as far as what works with the Raspberry Pi? Yeah, how are you playing? What do you prefer? Um, like I what type of controllers? Using, and... uh, my favorite one is uh, by a company called 8, 8BitDo or 8BitDo. Uh, um, I'm not exactly sure how you say it. Um, However, you say it is the right way because when you can only find it on the internet, you have nothing to validate. Eight bit dough. Well, I, yeah, I see. I see it on. Yeah, I see it on uh, various websites and, and YouTubers talking about it. Everyone says 
Abidu, Abido, Abido. Uh-huh. <laughs> they all want to say it differently, but I use one of those. I have a two. I have a NES 30 Plus, which is an original model. It looks similar to an NES controller, but in the shape of a smaller Super Nintendo controller. It kind of has the two, you know, sort of bulges on the end, um, and. Um, it's got smaller A, B, and C. Now that's the SNES 30 Pro. That's the one I currently use. That one's better. That one feels as good as a super, real Super Nintendo controller. And that's, I mean, that also they, has a Dual Shock. Yeah, they went yeah, to it has, dual it has two analog so you sticks. Can play it on like because the, the one actually, the one uh, Wade just had pulled up um, next to it that looks like a, a painted like an N30 NES controller. Pro too. Yeah, it's got four red face buttons. Yeah. They both have two shoulder buttons, so they mm-hmm. they have uh, but in differing orientations. Uh, the reason I like the SNES 30 Pro is because they're in a, the, the L and R buttons are in a, a typical standard front and back orientation versus having to reach over the L2 or L1 to get to the L2. Um, that's they, a new one they just came out with that lacks the analog sticks for the, the quote-unquote purists. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. care. The analog sticks don't get in the way. gigahertz wireless. So Yeah, they're beautiful. They're Bluetooth. So, you can use them with an iPad. Um, if you can, you know, any games that will support it, you can use them with an Android but, tablet. Um, from what I understand, phone. it's been a while since I've, I've used a Raspberry Pi, but when I did, it didn't come with any wireless capabilities. Um, they, Has that changed? Yeah. The three, I think with the introduction of the... Three, they it came with Bluetooth built mm-hmm. in. And is um, that what you have? Yeah, I've got a three. Okay, not, or three, well, three B, not the three B plus. So I have the, the slightly lower clocked version. Um, and it's got the Bluetooth. And it's I have got a, the actually, Wi-Fi. I have a Raspberry Pi one B uh, as well. And that didn't have any of that. Crap, that one right? didn't have. You had to use USB. It didn't even have Wi-Fi built in. So yeah, and I mean, I wired because I tried some of the USB stuff, but it would actually draw too much from the power bus. Yeah, I would, have, you, I would have hardware issues. You'd have to have the right plug because they or, a lot or of places a solar plug. It's, hub. it's five volt, five uh, one. Not going to be two and a half amp. Or a powered USB pull. hub, which the powered USB hub was larger than the entire fucking pie. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and you had to still have enough power to run that as well as you know, it, or obviously it'd be separate plug. But the three B plus kind of fix the three B kind of fixed all that. So it had built in Bluetooth, built in Wi Fi. Um, Four USB ports, USB 2.0, I think still, but um, still has an Ethernet jack, still has a AV out, and it's kind of like the weird headphone jack AV. So you'd have to have an adapter go into that, which splits out into two, mm-hmm. you know, the red and the white RCA. Um, no, HDMI, no HDMI they all had out HDMI out. No, not, none no, of that. Yeah, oh, there is HDMI. HDMI. Yep. Nice. yep, it's had HDMI since the first the one. The first one. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. I think first it just one. had a different. No, yeah, the first one had a full first, HDMI plug. Yeah, um, Gunners are always made an argument that the Bluetooth controllers are not fast enough. They're yes and no. I mean, they can't. There is some in in intrinsic lag with that. They've gotten a lot better. The I, I find it's much more playable on the uh, with the SNES 30 Pro. Mm-hmm. Or you know, this, uh, this now with that, it's advertised as two point four gigahertz. <laughs> does it use Wi Fi or Bluetooth? Bluetooth. Or both? It does. Use, it does use Bluetooth it just for the controller. The yeah. So, and I guess when I say wireless, I'm talk. I'm talking like trying to play a Street Fighter. Well, if you're talking any kind of thing yeah. like that, where you're trying to get competitive with it, no. I mean, I'm not talking online competitive. I'm just talking, you know, between between friends. It's it, it can be frustrating no, no, if you're trying to per, pull off the, the timing to. But that's what's break interesting because receivable input lag. If if you are playing a game that is like you know, I mean, hell, if you're playing Super Mario Brothers, there's yes. there, there can be noticeable. You tend to compensate for it. Yeah, you know, you, you like, change your play style, but then you go back to original system and you're you're. 
and I had to double back and everything. tell Gunner he's right, which happens happens quite a bit because Gunner usually understands the tech more than I do, and I'm more of the practical guy, right? I'm like, no, Gunner, I'm using Bluetooth. It's fine. Um, I had to go and research it, and uh, the the issue that so like like you know the latest Smash Brothers was, was released on the Switch. The controllers that they're trying to push are the Pro controllers, but those Pro controllers are Bluetooth. And I look it up, and Bluetooth, even the latest version of it, is not capable of sending as many as 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 short of a response time and, and sending as as many uh, as many signals as a wired controller. After yeah, no, all of these that's years, that's why for Smash specifically, they came out with the wired yeah Smash controller from GameCube. It looks right? like a GameCube controller. GameCube's the only and my favorite controller. My favorite controller overall in all of gaming is that was the Microsoft controller. However, for Smash, the GameCube is by GameCube, far yeah, yeah. the best controller. But, but, but that, that was, controller again, you're talking between about between the GameCube and the Wavebird. Yes, you always they both the had GameCube. perfect, in my opinion, perfect analog sticks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely dead on, perfect. It never got better. But the <laughs> um, you said you said it looked like a GameCube controller. That's actually it's funny that you say that because that new Smash controller that they're selling with Smash is a GameCube controller. Yeah, they've rebranded it for the Switch. But it actually doesn't have a USB plug on it. Oh, no? It has the old GameCube plug, which doesn't work with the Switch. So you have to buy the adapter yeah. as well as the controller in order to use that on a Switch. It is actually a GameCube controller. Oh, I did controller. not know that. I thought they came out with a, a version that was You would have thought. That, you'd think that they would have a USB plug on there, but it doesn't. It's, and it's, it's, it's savage that they keep, they keep recirculating it because they have the, Wii U, they have the GameCube to Wii U controller adapter. Which, yeah, like you can use it on the PC as well. But you know, like there's there's the off-brand and on-brand one. But it, it's just, it's funny that Nintendo eventually had to cave and start manufacturing those pads again because they haven't done anything that beats it in that context. It's it's insane. It's insane that they have to keep that controller alive. It's not even a great controller. It's just the one everybody learned Smash on. But dude, it's it's well, that's true. It is a pretty good controller, though. Like, but but that being said, I mean, you can charge whatever you want for it, Nintendo, because it's that good and that's that much better than the other options. You know what I mean? It's good what on they, Nintendo. What they, what they should have done is built it right into the Switch to begin with. Well, and then you could have two of them on each side of the Switch, and then you'd have to hold the thing in your hand. Can't tell, but that looks like USB C to me. Yeah, it you does got, look you, like USB C. That is, I mean, that's one of the ones on. Yeah, that's one of the that things is that undoubtedly. Up. The GameCube plug. Is that, okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the yes, GameCube. Yes, it is. It's just the angle. You can there. tell because kind of, of the size. See how it's almost the same size. Oh yeah, good as call. The, as the the C. Good call. Okay. Yeah, but because of the angle, it looks like that. Yeah, but it's just a, from a flat angle. So because you can't this really, here is what people also buy is right underneath it. Oh, okay. And that is the. It, you see, it takes up both of your USB plugs, which I'm not a fan of. Good lord. Because now the only place you could charge your your pro controllers on is currently being taken up. Although most people have a USB charging plug somewhere in their house, but yeah, it takes up both of those USB plugs on the on the outside of the switch, just so that you can run a GameCube controller. Yeah, and then you're sitting next to your dock. TV. You're sitting right in front of your TV. You know, if you if your TV's on the other side of the room, you're like that one guy sitting on the floor in front of it because you need that nostalgic controller. Yeah. That's very true. Well, gentlemen, we've actually run overtime a little bit. Well, it didn't help that I fucked up the the start off time. 
No, I mean, we've actually been like two hours and ten minutes are almost there. I love Gunner's logic. But just so everyone knows, (laughs) Sharon Gunner's shame, he was 45 minutes late today. Yeah, you brought it up, Gunner. Shame, shame. So for all you guys guys that can tell that we're recording later, it's Gunner's fault. (laughs) Yeah, you brought it up, Gunner. It's fair. It's fair play. If you wanted, to, you wanted to bring it. Up. For the record, I expected to be late. However, I did make it exactly on time. Yes. <laughs> but Mike, thanks for coming on, man. We really enjoyed having oh, you. We hope that you come on Sorry again. Sorry for the early for sure. silence, but uh, no, it's it's okay. We'll, thought I'd we'll, have something to chip in, but we'll, just no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be good. We'll, we'll get the retro. We'll, we'll get the, we'll get the we'll get the shitty land party set up next time. Yes. Uh, you know, Half Life Deathmatch. Oof. Podcast. Even that's after my time. <laughs> All right, Doom Deathmatch. All right, you throw me in. You throw me into Doom, Doom Two, Final Doom. Warcraft. I'm your man. Actually, we'll, we'll get we'll get the we'll get the Warcraft. I can do some Warcraft. How about Duke Nukem? Oof, that wasn't that wasn't later. That wasn't a later time. But yeah, okay, no. I could go do Build 3D. Engine. Quake. Quake was about the end for me. I, I think I, I did. Many um, not know, but the mighty Stephen Hawking was a fucking Quake I, master. I, no? Yes, I, th- I think I, we'll, Unreal we'll, Tournament was pretty good. I we'll, like that. We'll, we'll get, we'll Whatever you get on my Mac. He was we'll get, a fucking we'll Quake god. <laughs> he had his tr- he had his finger on the I mean, trigger and his quake. eye on the quad. Quake quad things. damage. But we will definitely, absolutely have you back. Uh, hopefully, if you want to come back, Mike. Um, absolutely. And maybe uh, I'll talk more next time. You, we will definitely. We'll get you in your comfort zone a little early. A little <laughs> early, I promise you. But uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Right.